Can we take a second to realize how hilariously comfortable Donovan looks? This man is cozy as hell. <laughs> Brother, we started two hours after we said we were going to start. I'm tired. <laughs> <Your bedtime? laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm supposed to be washing my face pretty soon. We had to come one out here. Donovan, for those who don't know, one thing about Donovan, he is the youngest old man in the world. You give him the smallest amount of time to fall asleep, he will do it. I've seen him fall asleep at a concert. I've seen him fall asleep at an NBA game. This All man is about do. his rest. All you got to do, you put your arms across, head down, I'm out. <laughs> it's, For the audio I'm, I'm perfected at this point. This man is sitting on the couch with his big old extra large tiger blanket looking cozy as ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Showing Straight us one shoulder. Uh, flea market is great. Oh, 100%. <laughs> hundred percent. That's, that's all of my favorite blankets. That's how I grew up. That's that's what yes. we do. Very valid. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome back to a new episode. As you guys see by the title, today we're going to talk about some teams that have a lot to prove this year, which can mean a variety of things. It can be good or bad. I kind of just wanted to use that title as an opportunity to talk about a few teams that have been in the news lately, have been on our minds, like I said, for good and bad reasons. It's going to be a, a deep dive into a handful of teams. I think it should be fun. Yeah, man. Hell Listen, new yeah. new year. A lot of teams have the same problem. We're we're, <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about it. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah man. man. If you're on audio platforms, do us a favor. Drop five stars on this on the platform. Leave us a review. If you're on YouTube, drop a like and subscribe. Help us get those numbers up. Help this uh, episode be seen by more people. And yeah, man. Let's just jump straight into it. Crown eaters, do your thing. I mean, I really don't know, don't know what to say. Crayon eaters rejoice! Before we get started with the first team, I do want to say I want to I want to hear from the from the like you know the commenters a little bit. For those of you who have been watching the live streams, what do y'all think, fan wise? Because we've been kind of like you know uh, experimenting with the difference between the main pod episodes and the live stream. I feel like we've been doing more news related stuff and reactions to big headlines in the live streams and less of that in the episodes. I'm curious how people think about that balance. So if you're watching right now and you are somebody who watches both, let me know in the comments. And if you don't watch both, start watching live streams for me. You can go watch the VOD. Exactly. Lock in. Let, let us know what you think. <laughs> for sure. Who, who's the first team? Let's just get right into it. We're, who are we talking about? I think it's only right if we talk about the Clippers first. Clippers. Okay. It's a team I, that we've all been ragging on. <laughs> for sure. We're known as the Clipper Hater Pod, led by our chief and commander, Donovan. Smooth. Yep. How do you I love feel, how we've sir? all get gotten that, uh, that label. I've never really hated or liked the Clippers either way, but I'm just like down for the cause. I'm just ready to ride to hit them just because it's what we do. <laughs> Y'all turned me into a monster, man. What can I say? I'm being honest. I never had any vendetta against the Clippers, to be honest with you. I kind of liked the Clippers back in like 2013, Calm down. 2014 too. I'm being honest. <laughs> not anymore, you can, you can feel indifferent, but I'm not going to go as far as to say we can like them. <laughs> I think at best we can be benevolent to this team. <laughs> he said, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, man. They are a team that had a lot to prove to start of the year. Mm-hmm. And 20, I'd say in 2023, they had a mountain to prove. Going into 2024, I guess they have to prove that this is who they really are and aren't going to be frauds in the playoffs like we've seen them do in the past years. Because they're, they're good as hell right now. Like They're rolling. They're a legit contender that has seemingly like as good of a chance to win the West as most teams. Yeah, I think yeah. I think at this point they've they've already proven like eighty five percent of what we thought they couldn't do. They've already proven that wrong because the first six mm-hmm. games where they came out and lost, it was like, oh wow, like listen, Harden doesn't fit, Tyloo doesn't know who to play together, the closing lineup is going to be weird. 
They've figured all of that out. They've gotten quality wins. Like you said, they've been rolling. They're rising very, very quickly up the Western Conference standings. At this point, it's not even about what the Clippers have to prove. It's each individual member of the Clippers has to prove something for themselves. Like for Kawhi, can you stay healthy for two and a half months in the playoff run? James Harden, can you not be, you know, Brick Ross in the playoffs? Russell Westbrook, (laughs) can you... Can you not make the worst turnover at the worst time in the postseason? Uh, Paul George, can you also stay healthy or be kind of clutch in the playoffs? Like, it's not even like, can this team work together? But can everybody do their job? I think that's the most interesting part about watching them going forward. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, right now they are doing that, right? They're currently the four seed, 23 and 13. They're outside those top three teams who are really vying for the one seed. But after that, like the upper echelon of the West, they're right there. They're as good as anybody. They're currently eighth in offense and 11th in defense. And you keep in mind, like that's with the slow start to when they got Harden and lost six straight. So the fact that they're already a top, they are a top 10 offense despite that awful start, that means they've been rolling. Over the last 15 games, they're second in offense. Just obliterating <laughs> people. Yeah, and right now we are witnessing James Harden change his game in ways that we haven't seen before necessarily and also expected to um yeah. he's done things within himself and he's he's i would say he's still like the game manager or the system or whatever you want to call it um but he's been the most efficient player that he's ever been in his his entire life and he's also along with that elevated guys like zubach's game he hit him and the ascension that he's made and just making sure his presence is felt. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we saw video or at least a uh, report from a Clippers reporter saying that, yeah, we saw Harden and Zubas staying uh, behind practice, working on yeah. specific passes and angles and shit like that. And Getting those reps bro, in. that's all that's all James Harden and his work right there. Yeah. And, it, and you see it on court, too, like. That's something that, okay, let's re- rewind a little bit. When the trade happened, we, we had mixed feelings about it. I was the highest on it. I think I, I actually watched before this episode our grading video we did with Kenny because he was on the pod like right when mm-hmm. it happened. I gave it a B plus, Donovan gave it a B minus, and Mo gave it a C plus. So none of us thought it was a bad move, but there was a variety of feelings of optimism. Obviously, I was the highest because I'm going to have that James Harden bias deep in my veins no matter how much I've given up on him. I'm <laughs> yeah. always going to be, it's always going to be a part of me. You know, I'm always going to have that stand deep in there. Pause. I don't I think. But uh <laughs> just keep going. But yeah, yeah. It made sense on paper. Like, I think we all knew he'd make them better, at least immediately in the regular season. You know, for years we've said the Clippers, similar to the Celtics before this year, are a team with two elite wings that we kind of just were begging for them to get a point guard. They made that move last year to get Russ, and we we're like, oh, maybe they finally have a playmaker, right? And it worked a little bit. We saw the difference that Russ made right away. They added a top three passer in the league in James Harden. That like that's exactly what we said for years they needed, and they added like the most supercharged version of that. And yeah. I think everybody got blinded a little bit by the drama of James Harden and by the potential downside, which is still very much a thing, right? We know what happens to him in the playoffs. We know what can happen to him team chemistry wise. You can never really never get too excited about James Harden with the core because you never know how it's gonna work out in the long run. But I think everybody let that potential negative kind of like distract them from a potential positive that we're seeing now of like holy shit. The best window in the league added the best mix of scoring and passing in the league besides Luka. And now yeah. they're just like unguardable. I yeah, agree. Exactly. And I, listen, I, 
I I'm gonna say something a little okay. bit a little bit out of character, but I okay. I think I actually believe in James Harden in this playoff run. Oh my god! I'm, I never I'm thought not, I'd hear you I'm, say it. I'm not gonna lie. I think I actually I think I believe in him because okay, explain for the last three years since he's left Houston, James Harden has been in this role where he has willingly been the distributor for his team. Right mm-hmm. when he went to Brooklyn, he was the point guard for him, for him, KD and Kyrie. When he goes to Philly, he's a hundred percent willing to set up and bead. And now that he isn't asked to be the dominant scorer on that team, and he and at least scoring wise, he's the third option. If he goes three for three for nine in a game, that's okay, right? It's not like that's not going to kill the Clippers in a playoff game or in a playoff series, right? Unless yeah. unless Kawhi and PG also have bad games, but for but for Harden, he's in a role now where as his athleticism has declined, as he hasn't been able to get to the basket to get um to get you know the drive that he used to have, this is the perfect like old man old man role. You know, I'm just at the park. I'm mm-hmm. I'm telling everybody where to go. He's in the perfect situation right now. And so he's a game th- manager. That's that, what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I. I actually think Joe Flacco era. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's that's insane. Yeah, but, but I see, he's I see, so I see, overqualified. He's going to be okay. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Which that's is crazy. Yeah. Dude, he's averaging 17 points per game, and you said it's like old man era. That's what it feels like in terms of how he's being utilized. And to a degree, he's an old man version of himself. He doesn't have the athleticism like you said, but he's not like completely washed. Like he's very overqualified for this, but he's still bought into that and is willingly playing this way in a way that diminishes his numbers, diminishes what he clearly thought of himself for his whole career. And it's just like awesome, right? Like that he can be deployed in this way because obviously he's taking less shots per game. By far his lowest points per game since his like rookie year, since he was a sixth man. But it's also his most efficient year of his career. He's yeah. shooting 43% from three and 59% at the rim. He the has best a of his 65% career. true shooting percentage. That is fucking nuts. That's Nikola Jokic numbers. And considering he in his peak was like the best high volume scorer of the modern era, and is he still more efficient this year? Like, granted, some of that comes with you know you're taking less shots, you're forcing less, you're taking good shots now. But it's just great that like not only can he still succeed in this role, but he can like extremely excel in it because he's overqualified for it. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful what we're witnessing right now. This is what happens when you take one of the greatest floor risers of all time, one of the five best. Floor risers of all time, or yeah, floor risers of all time, and put them into what? a system, huh? Five best. Okay, listen, I've been trying for to be sure. nice. I've been trying to be nice to the Clippers. James Harden. Five best floor floor raisers, yeah, in league history. Yeah, for sure. James Harden, prime James for Harden. Sure. I mean, granted, regular season versus three, playoffs but. is a different. We had to talk about that strangely with James Harden, but definitely, I think. I don't know. Put I, him around. To, put him around a bunch of bums, and he's carrying me. Peak James Harden's carrying me to the playoffs somehow. Still, yeah, dude, and James give him Harden, a center who can jump. Yeah, top it's top five. Top five feels. Weird. Can you name five players that have ever been the best scorer in the league, arguably, and arguably the passer in the league at the same time? All right. If you can get to five, he's I've, part I've, of that. Okay, obviously, Bron, Bron, Jokic, Harden, Bron, Jokic, Luca, Luca. Now, yeah. Okay. Listen, that, I, we, listen. We've only seen, we've only seen, we were only able to see like one true season of it. Russell Westbrook. Sure, he's also in the conversation yeah. for top five floor raises of all time. Like, yeah, that that's what makes him special. So like, 
Yeah, he's in that conversation too. With the yeah, and I I also want to say three because of the consistency AI. that James Harden has said. You you just don't want me to show him too much stuff. I get it, I get it, but yeah, yeah. That's no, the I, whole I, point. I just, it just felt it just felt like a very like bold statement, and I just like I just we just, it was, just has to be a thought experiment. We have to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, like, and maybe it's not top five because like they're like you know the legends like Kareem, Jordan, all those like maybe like what what defines a floor raiser is hard to quantify, but. Yeah. James Harden, whatever realm it is, whether it's top five, top ten, whatever the upper echelon is, he's in there. Prime Harden. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what to what Donovan alluded to, (laughs) to what Donovan alluded to, him just having Kawhi and PG and having Zubox, who's just like, they call him Zoodzilla. He has insane nicknames. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, bro. Um, But seeing his ascension too, there's so much less pressure on him to consistently give you 25 and 10 or 30 and 10 like he was expected to and this is the perfect this is the perfect role for him and seeing initially um when this trade happened i was i was probably the lowest i I think you said isaac i gave them a c donovan gave him a b give him b plus or whatever i was so low because of thinking about the amount of assets that they unloaded uh, for this and Kawhi and PG didn't sign an extension and as of today ironically enough Kawhi signed that extension and you have to assume Paul George is probably going to do the exact same thing and so this is the this is the most joyous time for Clippers fans right now and they gotta enjoy it because for you sure. never know how things are because it, it is the Clippers and yo we have to give them their flowers yeah yeah like again that the, you said they have to enjoy it now because like I said with this trio of players, specifically those three guys and the combination of their effects on each other, highest variance, super high ceiling like we're seeing now, a very low floor for various reasons. So enjoy it while it's here. Who knows if it's going to, this is, we're going to be this joyous come playoff time. So now's the time to appreciate this team because it's clicking on all cylinders. Yes. I love how you mentioned uh, the Zubak thing. <laughs> He's been eating and like him and Harden works so well together. When yeah. Harden's on the court, the team is 5% better at the rim. Than without him on the court. So like he's just like spoon feeding buckets at the rim. And like Zubak has been the number one benefiter of that. Like he that pick and roll, like it's not the best pick and roll you've seen with Harden, because like Prime Harden and Clint Capello were like crazy. But like it doesn't feel that different than what we've seen in the past few years of this stage of Harden's career. Like this pick and roll partnership yeah. is like as good as we could hope for. When it comes to specific players or point guards, lead guards, however you want to classify it or call it spoon feeding centers you can you sit down and think about like chris paul deandre jordan days or hell fuck it john wall and marching gartot days type shit <laughs> james Harden's doing the exact same shit bro what the exact same shit the polish He's that hammer level of passer yeah the polish hammer <laughs> i'm pretty sure that duo was like up there for the most assists from a combination of players in the 2010s <laughs> they're really high up there it's crazy. <laughs> but okay, so the top the point of this conversation is like teams have the most to prove. And we're putting the Clippers in there for obvious reasons, right? They since they came together in 2019, the same time LeBron and AD came together going into the 2020 season, they've been talked about as being favorites to win a championship or push into that upper echelon of contenders. Hasn't come together yet. Now we're seeing them be then if not the best they've ever been, the best projection we can make for them in the playoff series. On a scale of one to ten, how much faith do you have that this will actually translate? Um, about I want to seven. Say, I almost said seven or eight to be honest with you. Because yeah. there's literally mm. no excuse, no real reason, and no pinpoint weakness where I would be like, "Nah, there's just a glaring hole." Because 
They got a flamethrower off of the bench. Kawhi is, he's been peak Kawhi. Paul George has been playing some of the best basketball of his Clippers career so far this season, especially as of late. He's been uber efficient with all those catch, with all those uh, catch and shoot opportunities that he has. I would say seven or eight, to be honest with you. There's no reason okay. why they shouldn't make the Western Conference Finals at minimum. You say that. Oh, oh, the playoffs started today. That's a lot of dip. That's a lot of dip. A lot of dip. Because that's what I was going to ask you next. Like, where are we thinking about them in terms of the landscape of the West? Because right now, we have the Timberwolves, Thunder, and Nuggets all within half a game of each other for the one, two, and three seed. They're probably going to be top three in the West standings unless, you know, injuries come and one of those teams falls off for whatever reason. Clippers are at four. So the playoffs started today. They'd be playing the Kings in the first round. And then after that, see the see the one seed. That's a hard path. Yeah, I, they're not beating Denver in a playoff series. I, I still wouldn't pick them. Um, and I think even right now, as well as they're playing, if they beat the Nuggets, I would be shocked. If they beat the, if they ended up playing the Nuggets, but I mean, if they played the Timberwolves, I guess, if that ends up being being the path, maybe, right? I can I can see it. I'm very curious to see what that defense looks like in in the postseason when you're able to put McDaniel's on on Kawhi, right? Anthony Edwards is starting to yeah. to lock in. You have Gobert at the rim, like that. It, that intrigues me. I don't know if they would beat them in a series. I don't know either. Like that, that'd be a tough series. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The Clippers' defense isn't elite. Like I said, it's eleventh for the season. Last fifteen games, it's eighteenth. So yeah, a good enough defense to get you far when your if your offense is going to be like top five, like they hope to be. I, you know, like that's the inverse of what the Timberwolves have. They're the best defense, or I think second best. It keeps flopping, and like a mediocre ass offense. Yeah. Do you would you buy the size and defense of Minnesota? versus the individual shot making of the Clippers being able to attack individual defenders. Like they're going to really attack Mike Conley. They're going to get Cat into space from all those forwards. That, that's good. That's an interesting challenge. I, would, I don't know which way I'm going. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to lean on NBA history and buy into what I've seen teams lock in and do in the playoffs on a consistent basis, which is exploit matchups and harness the defense when it really, really matters. And I'd probably lean the Clippers way. Now, that's easy to say, and maybe that's like a half-assed answer, but that's also the safest answer because we've seen the Clippers reach the Western Conference Finals before already, and they've made they've made playoff quote-unquote runs already before. So it's I, I that's just that's just more so me and trusting the Minnesota Timberwolves and what they've what they will do in the playoffs. It happens. So wait, are you saying the Clippers or the Timberwolves? I couldn't tell. The Clippers. Oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm leaning to the Clippers. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I guess it, it comes down to how much do you believe in Carl Anthony Towns on both sides of the exactly. court in a playoff series because this is going to be a hard series for him. And listen, last time we saw the Clippers face Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, we know what happened with Terrence Mann in eight threes. Clint <laughs> Snyder's not walking those doors, so I don't think their coach is going to be like, leave him open every play. So <laughs> that won't be the same issue. But, you know, Ty Lue is a genius coach. He said it early in the season, give me 10 games to figure it out. And by game 10, that motherfucker figured it out. So I have a I have a lot of faith in him to be able to exploit a too big lineup and figure out how to really make them work. That might be the deciding factor for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's tough. I, it's going to be 
I'm literally just waiting for. You basically got a gun to Donovan's head right now. You're picking. Do you trust the Clippers or Carnage Towns and Rudy Gobert? <laughs> two biggest hatreds. Just kill him. <laughs> I, really, I really can't find the words yeah. to figure out what I want to say. But I. Yeah, man, I'm actually speechless. I actually don't know what, what <laughs> I would do. If this, was the, if this was the matchup, I'd. I just don't think I will watch the games. I, I'll, box, <laughs> I'll box score watch. Whoever loses that series, you're just going to take the time to be like, I told you they were frauds. So like, yeah. It's a win-win either way. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the glass You ignore on the one, one you're wrong about and then harp on the one you're right about. So. Now, listen, man, stuff happens. You know, I can't go 100% on predictions, you know? So, Isaac, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you believe in the Clippers? Because you didn't give your answer. Well, I don't know. Probably about the same. Like, uh, I mean, when you say believe in them, what does that mean? Believe in them to be this version of themselves in the playoffs or believe in them to like win a title? Get to the conference finals. Uh, I don't, d- six? I don't know. Get That's not, I mean, I believe in them to be this version of them, like nine or 10. I think this is who they are and I think it'll translate to the playoffs. But mm-hmm. do I think they'll make the conference finals? I don't think I'd predict it. I like the three teams above them more. Okay. Okay. Fair. So, That's not fair. That's not crazy. Yeah, either I entirely believe in them or I don't believe in them at all, depending on what your question is. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Actually, never Listen, mind. I just th- convinced th- myself th- they beat the Timberwolves, so let me not let me backtrack that. I think they beat the Timberwolves. Yeah. The Clippers are just they're hard. The Timberwolves are hard to gauge, and a few of the other teams, just everyone except for the Denver Nuggets are just hard to gauge and evaluate when it comes to legitimacy because of it's what have you done for me over the last few years, and they're just now getting to that contender stage so it's yeah. really hard to i'm glad you said that in terms of like teams that are hard to evaluate let's talk about another team now that's incredibly hard to evaluate and like i said this episode's about teams that have a lot to prove these motherfuckers have the most to prove the phoenix suns damn how are y'all feeling about them right now because they are flopping in glorious fashion 19 and 18 currently the nine seed they do not look good right now with all three stars on the court well let me not say that in the games that all three stars on the court, they did not look good. Individually, together, the lineups have been effective with those three, but they're not leading to wins. Uh, there's yeah. so much wrong with this team, but <laughs> you can't get over the fact that together, they've really only played, technically speaking, like five games fully. Um, and in those five games, they're two and three. And so... You could look at, like it doesn't. It, you, the conversation starts with their health, and you, it could after their health. You look at okay, schematically their defense is pretty fucking mid. And then you look at it on paper. As expected, oh, shit, right? their offense is fucking mid too. You can't have that at all. So it's like, what are you gonna be elite at? You are twenty sixth in three point attempts per game. You can't fucking have that either. So what are you gonna be elite at? What are you gonna be good at? What is your identity? Yeah, yeah. The, the identity was supposed to be this big three and that you just have this consistent stream of shot making and just bucket getting from Booker, you know, from Booker, KD and Beal. And Booker would be able to play point guard enough to get everybody else involved. And for a majority of the time, it works. But like, and Nikhil has this tweet pulled up and this is from a really good thread um, from RBA. RYB underscore 311 on Twitter. He was going through basically the Suns fourth quarter woes and the fact that they have one of the worst fourth quarter net ratings and they choke every game away that that they play. And I think that is like the offense stalls out in the, in the fourth quarter. That is a product of not having a deep bench 
right? And not having yeah. and necessarily like a a natural facilitator on that team to get each one of their guys into the best spots rather than them having to create every single time down the floor. You know what I'm saying? And it's a chemistry thing too. Like I'm looking at the numbers. So weirdly enough, this is, does not feel how it feels when you watch. When those three stars are on the court together in lineups, the, all three of them are there. A 140 offensive rating, a net plus 26 net rating, by far the best in the league for a three-man lineup. Granted, isn't a huge sample size. It's like 220 minutes so far. But when they're playing together, they're killing it. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like you said, the, the lack of de- uh, bench depth, the start of the fourth quarter, they're destroying all leads that they had, just completely falling apart. We had this underdog tweet pulled up. Their net ratings per by quarter. First quarter, plus 23. Second quarter, plus 79. Third quarter, plus 54. All looks well so far. The fourth quarter, they are minus 131. That is Damn. an incomprehensible level of shitting yourself in the fourth quarter. Who are they playing in the fourth quarter out there? Me? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and like, like it's, I said, it's because they're, they're playing you out there. Bull Bulls been getting minutes lately. <laughs> it's, it's bad. But when the end of the fourth quarter comes and the starters are back out there, they don't have the reps together to like know their go-to positionings on the court. Mm-hmm. It really is just like street ball taking turns ISOing. And that comes a time, right? Like they'll get over time. We'll realize the actions they like to do to get each other involved off ball. Bradley Beal will know where he likes to stand, when to cut, when uh, Kevin Durant's doing pick and rolls. Brad, Devin Booker will know Bradley Beal's like habits to go to the corner or whatever. Like they're going to get that with time. They don't got a whole lot of time if they want to get out of the playing race. I don't, I don't yeah. think that they, I listen, they're not going to have a lot of time for two reasons. One, because the season is winding down and two, because these guys are always hurt. Like they're just never, they're not going to play. Yep. They're not going to play enough together. Like right now they, they only played around 200 minutes together. Bradley Beal has missed 24 games. Kevin Durant has missed seven games. Devin Booker is, has missed nine. And this is one of the reasons why I thought that the Suns wouldn't win a championship this year because at least for, for Durant and Beal, they've been injury riddled for the last three years, right? They haven't played, you know, over 65 games they, or, or, you know, close to 70 games. They've been hurt a lot. And so whenever you have that and that is your trio and you go all in on this trio, that's the trade-off is you are very top heavy and you need those guys to be able to be on the floor together and perform. And that's not the case. And then whenever you go to the bench, their bench is bottom five in bench scoring. And the bench is the worst three-point shooting bench in the league by, <laughs> by, by percentage. So now whenever they double and kick, nobody's knocking down that open shot. They don't have anything. They, like, they don't have another punch if these guys aren't firing on all cylinders. They're fundamentally yeah. flawed in my opinion. Yeah, and the problem is what do they do about it? Like they can't. the guys are going to play together. <laughs> Ideally, they stay healthy and they get better on the high end. You can't solve the bottom end of the roster. Like the, this team is maxed out after that Bradley Beal move. Like mm-hmm. there might be a small one they can do, shifting around their bottom bench guys for another team's bottom bench guys that fit better. I think they might have second round picks to throw. Like, but nothing is going to be like change your life unless they get a crazy buyout guy that is like more impactful than every other buyout guy in NBA history. It's <sighs> not. It's not gonna. It's not. I don't I don't know. I don't think that they are going to make a run like the Clippers have, which is crazy. They're not gonna they're not gonna have a Clippers like turnaround where they're gonna shoot up to the top of, of the conference. They're gonna be in the playing race, right? They're probably gonna finish two to three games over five hundred, and they're probably gonna limp into the playoffs. And I think and whoever they play in the first round, whether it be, you know, 
I guess if you're if if you go into the play into the play in, you're either gonna play the one or the two seed. So right now, if their first round matchup was Minnesota, Oklahoma City, or Denver, they're they're <laughs> out in the, they're out in the first round. Like this team might not make it to the second round of the playoffs, and it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, especially when you think about the fact that Denver and the Nuggets are two teams with like a lot of force down low, a lot of size defensively and offensively, Mm -hmm. something that the Suns aren't super well equipped to deal with. I don't love their chances in those matchups. This team is so cooked. Brethren, listen, (laughs) they have Josh Okoge shooting 24% from the three-point line. That's fine. Never been known as a shooter. Uh, Diop, 28% from the three-point line. Jordan Goodwin, 29%. Nazir Little, 32%. Yuta Watanabe, you were supposed to be my mans. 32% from the three-point line. Chemezi Metu, 29%. And to uh, add a cherry on top of that, this is the lowest amount of three-pointers attempted by Kevin Durant since 2013-2014. Since folks was rocking the KD4s and the KD3s. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he shooting like a ridiculous like 46% from three still? Uh... I think I think it still is crazy. His efficiency it's forty-seven point four percent. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. It's, it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, only four and a half attempts per game though. It's not a lot. But yeah, yeah, the thing is, all those names you just named, none of it is like oh bad luck. Like he's profiled as a good shooter. Those are all just shit shooters, and we knew that coming into the year. Like all yeah. those guys are at best average shooters. Like you're praying for them to be average for a year. So it's not like it's like surprising or something that should fix itself with time. Like that's just who they are. I just think that when it comes to how they set up this team and put it together it's like okay this is very this is this is like this is not even crayon eater mentality this is way worse than that this is like uh Ball don't eater mentality. mentality it's like it's, <laughs> it's plato eden yeah, yeah. plato eden look if Start we get sniffing. if we sign if we can pick up katie and bradley beal and have him play alongside bradley have him play alongside devin booker let's sign a defensive coach and he'll figure everything out for us this has turned into an absolute catastrophe. Nothing has worked at all. No, yeah, they have everything it's, going it's, against it's 2K, it's 2K basketball to its finest. Where you're like, I'm just <laughs> gonna I'm just gonna get three guys who have high overalls. I'm gonna spam them, right? And we're gonna we're gonna win win the game. Like that's that's what it is. And whenever you have these guys, and again, like and we knew going into this that Bradley Beal has been hurt for a long time. Right. We've known going into this that Kevin Durant post Achilles is going to miss a minimum of 20 games a season. I'd the reps are not going to be there. Like most said, they they're cooked and it's it's done. And for a team that has now gone all in, doesn't have the draft pick until 2030. Damn. This, this franchise is is in a terrible situation. I'm, I'm not willing to go as far as you guys are. I'm not saying they're cooked and they're done. Like there is still the makings of a good team in here. And like you said, the, if the biggest problem so, so far is that they don't have continuity, that's the biggest thing that can be a sign of like they can get better is like they, they can just stay healthy and get... Obviously, you're hoping for good luck there because like you said, these guys get hurt a lot. So yeah. maybe it's wishful thinking because like history doesn't say it's going to happen. But that's a possibility that make them a lot better, right? Like if this team was healthy all year, they wouldn't be the nine seed. That's the yeah. biggest thing to, to like fall back on is that it's not just that they're shit no matter what their shit because they haven't been available and that could always change and we could see like i said when these three guys play together their net rating is ridiculous if they did that twice as much this year they would have like four more wins i listen when the clippers first traded for james harden 
and they lost six games in a row. I took a victory lap. I said they were cooked. I'm picking <laughs> up my cooked flag. I'm putting it in Phoenix, right? I'm I'm moving it here because these guys are done. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm my flag's been in Golden State all year. I'm not moving that bitch. I'm out. I'm not saying that they're done necessarily, but they just have they just have a fantastic recipe of disaster and, <laughs> uh, for a disaster. And so the only way that they can turn this ship around is a it's not moving anybody. I don't even know why I'm thinking like this, but it'll help. Sign Bismack Biombo. Get you Drew Eubanks out of there. Relinquish his minutes. He doesn't need to play anymore. Okay. Yeah. Along that would with help that, actually. They need to, of course, like you said, Isaac, continuity, stay healthy, and the problems will work themselves out themselves out because you just have three high elite level offensive players, and they should be able to figure out in some way, or at least figure out to a degree to where they're not like average on that end because there's no excuse for them to be average whatsoever with yeah. with them three existing alone finding a new backup center like biombo who's just like comp- competent and then a backup point guard like find the new campaign that'll go a long way yeah exactly easier said than feels- done though with the resources they have exactly <laughs> anyways okay move on. wait wait, wait move real on. quick real quick last question last question on the suns i guess and we could probably ask this for every team that we go that we talk about what is your playoff expectation for them in in 24? Can they win a playoff series? Can they win two playoff series and get to the conference finals? Yeah, I think they always have that ceiling. Like when you have a KD and Booker, and if they're going to be healthy, you have the ceiling to for sure. Win How one confident are series. you in that? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> one to 10. One to 10. What's the number? I don't know. Four. Like it's a possibility. I won't. I won't. Okay. I guess five because I won't be shocked if they win a playoff series. Like, if you told me this series, this season ends with them beating the Thunder, an inexperienced young team falls to the best duo in the league when healthy, potentially, I'm not going to be like floored, but I'm not going to predict it either. So, like, I guess it's an equal five. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and lean towards like six. I'm not gonna go five. I would go four to be honest. With you. That that makes me a little bit more confident because I'm so unsure of the health. <laughs> what? In this, what? <laughs> this man just said five, six, four. <laughs> he said, I'm going to go six. I won't go five, yeah, but I might go I four. Might go four. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Borderline potential fringe all-star. That's, that's the lineup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five just feels I'm, I'm not fence-sitting. I'm picking one side and I'm going yeah, exactly. on. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. I, I need to commit. I need to commit. And I think I might commit towards six because... If they're not, the only reason why they fail is if they're not fucking healthy. That's literally it. Yeah. They or, should be able or, to at least win a playoff series or two. It depends. If they stay in the play-in race, it'll be tough. If they can get to the, into the top six and like play a Sacramento, play a whoever else gets to the four or five seed, whatever, like they can be in that range and get an easier first round matchup. Then I think I have a higher up. Op- like I believe in them more. It's just, if they have to beat like the three best teams in the West to get out of the West, I don't know if I think they have that much firepower. That's a tough scene for them, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Kevin Durant, you hate to see it. This is his third, or not third. This is his second failed uh, assembly of a super team. Uh, and yeah. I'm starting to think that this man is cursed. After what he I, did to the league back in 2016, every single team that he steps on just burst into flames, bro. Seeing it with the well, Nets, listen, never seeing it with the If Phoenix it was Suns. his desire to pursue Brad Beal, then this is the bet he laid. Because that at the moment, we all thought that was a perplexing move. That we knew that the talent ceiling was there, but like, why is Bradley Beal the player you're adding to Devin Booker and Kevin Durant? Like, that's a suspect fit at best. 
Yeah. A lot of reports said he pushed for that because, you know, he's real <coughs> bald on stop mind. So, might be his <laughs> that boy nice mind. As he tweeted, oh, that boy got some shit in him. Let me play with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. I think this is a team that, especially Donovan, has been very opinionated on. I would say the team of the East that has the most approved right now, the Milwaukee Bucks. They have been consistently really good. It's been in the two seed, but also consistently a little bit disappointing because everybody kind of expected them to be like one of the best duos of all time. Giannis and Dame run the world together. And it's been a mix, right? Like it's been very strange, especially last 10 games where they're five and five and Dame has played some of the worst basketball he's played in years. How are you feeling about this team? Not great. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling good about them. I think we had or I I had some concerns early on this year and I like everything just seemed a little clunky and while some of that has picked up with Dame um obviously like not in the last 10 games but just throughout the season, he's kind of rounded into form. There's still a little bit of like and it doesn't look right. And and maybe we are a product of our expectations. But I do think that this team is not, I don't think this team is the second best team in the East, regardless of what the standings say. Mm. And that, that's, that's, mm. how, that's how I feel right now. It's not crazy to say. The seven pictures are really good. So yeah. I, I understand that. I feel like their biggest issue right now, you said it's clunky. It's just not working for Damian Lillard lately. I know mm-hmm. there's, there's been, I've seen a lot of speculation from Bucks fans that like, it's stuff outside of basketball and like his like personal matters that we don't got to go into that have been like, an issue outside of the court and a lot of Bucks fans have noticed that he came in he's a lot heavier than he has been in previous years he looks fucking stocky right now he kind of is on Kyle Lowry time <laughs> so maybe that's part of it right maybe he's just been distracted or whatever that maybe that will get better or won't get better don't know what to say there but mm-hmm. you know a few weeks ago he was in a press conference and he was talking about he's used to having the ball in his hands and he's used to he has to adjust to the way he's been playing now I mean, a lot of that isn't backed up by stats at all. Like a lot of his usage is pretty similar to what it hasn't been in previous years, but he's clearly uncomfortable with the way the games have been going. I think my biggest issue with the Milwaukee Bucks, naturally when you just have one of the two of the, what, top 20 or 15, depending on how you feel about peak Damian Lillard players in the NBA, you're going to step your way and just run into some wins. But they haven't been winning in ways that I would thought they would be winning at all. And I think that they haven't been maximized this entire time. This entire roster hasn't been maximized for with what they are. Um, and something that I realized when I was watching Milwaukee Bucks film last year, back when they had Drew Holiday, was that I s- never really noticed the impact that Drew had on guys like Brooke Lopez when it comes to how he's, I don't want to say like, he's bending the defense necessarily, but Drew Holiday would do certain things to where he's kind of in a sense ping-ponging uh, his 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 matchup towards Brooke Lopez's way and he will just funnel uh, block yeah, shots yeah, yeah. and that type of shit to him. And now that, they mm-hmm. ha- now that that's gone, that's affected their entire defense and their game plan because as we all know, like as good as uh, Beasley is, he's... The, he's shooting like 47% from the corner and he's a fantastic shooter. That doesn't matter when it comes to wanting to win NBA championships because you need to do it on both ends and the Bucks have prided themselves 
on doing it on both ends. And now that you don't have that, yeah, nor the any personnel to fulfill that role as of now, as we know, um, that hurts a lot, and that that yeah. makes Brook Lopez's value look not as uh, yeah. When you have a when you have a drop yeah. big like Brook Lopez, who's like you said, his whole deal is waiting back and blocking shots and drop coverage and picking rolls. You need to have a strong defensive guard to fight over screens and pressure those ball handlers or else they're going to walk into easy mid-range shots every play because Brooke is you know, purposely standing far back. Yeah, And that's the biggest difference right now because they're holding teams to about the same percentage of the rim that they always have been. They're currently 15th there. In previous years when they won the championship, they were 11th. But the reason that there have been such a great rim defense has been teams can't get there. They've always been top three in a amount of shots allowed to get at the rim. It's just like impossible to get there when you have Brooke in the back and Drew, Drew Holiday like fucking breathing down your neck. Right now exactly. they're 11th in volume allowed. So teams are just, you know, even if you're not going to shoot that great, 15th isn't the worst room percentage allowed. If you can get there super easily, then you're, it's going to be hard to have a good defense. Yeah, exactly. You just immediately raise the other team's odds like a motherfucker. And someone like Brooke Lopez, if you look at, if you look at it, his blocks are up this season because he's seven foot whatever tall and he just has that natural instinct but you can't rely on him to consistently guard two players at once and pick and rolls because that's just simply not his game and that's just a not only a schematic flaw but also just a roster personnel issue that they're gonna that they're gonna have to face and answer hopefully by the trade deadline and that's that's just like the biggest thing for me i still have huge question marks about agent griffin yeah it's yeah yeah it's 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 some of that, and like when when the trade happened, all of us were like, "Hey, listen, you still have a backline defense of Brook Lopez and, and Giannis, and in theory, like that's not a that's not a bad idea, right? If you're just gonna say, hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna lean on the on these two guys, these two DPOY caliber defenders at the rim, that's fine, and I I understand that, but we all understood the trade off between Drew Holiday and Damian Lillard, and what that happened. It's also noteworthy that their backup point guard, Javon Carter, also left, right? So now they yeah. really, really have Sean no, Defender too. Right. He was and a that's, menace. That's what I'm saying. They really, really have nobody at the at the point guard position, at the guard position, who can help, you know, structure their defense this this type of way. And Malik Beasley, he was talking with Chris Haynes the other day, and they were talking about, you know, their style of defense. And he was saying how, you know, they are they are built to pressure high up and you know funnel people in the brook and this that and he was like listen if you can make if you can make floaters like you can you can really get us like that's that's really the the way to to get there is being able to mm-hmm. operate in that short mid-range and so when i think about them you know playing in the playoffs against other teams like right now if miami were to play them and you have this like jimmy butler bam out of bio in a short roll situation like Bam could eat in a series like this. You might be able to yeah. get a, you might be able to get a really big offensive stuff. And so that's why I'm like there's it doesn't it doesn't look great. The defense hasn't been able to to you know be passable and the only moment in the le- in the season when they have been passable is when they had insane opponent three-point field goal luck. So they're probably not going to be a middling defense by the time we get to the playoffs. I, I don't I don't think what they do with the personnel is going to be able to be fixed, you know? Yeah. Mm. Well, I think we're definitely going to see a change in personnel to some extent. They're not yeah. going to go into the playoffs starting Malik Beasley. Jay Crowder's going to return soon. Maybe he's the guy that goes in a starting lineup. That's a change. There's just no way in hell they're going to keep Malik Beasley as a starting guard there. 
for the reason you said, like, it's just not going to happen. Like, they have mm-hmm. to have another defender to put there. Exactly. Whether it's a buyout guy, they bring in and start immediately, something's going to give there. Yeah, exactly. And it makes it even worse because Chris Middleton is an absolute cooked product on that end, too. <laughs> he's um, not been good defensively to start the year. On the, yeah, on the right side, Bucks fans, like, he, over the last 15 games, he stepped up, shooting damn near 50, 40, 90, putting up, like, 18 points per game. He is... He's great, and he's been the Chris Middleton that you needed on that end of the floor. But his value is like more than just like being that steady uh, third offensive ball handler and force that you need at times. Like yeah. his switchability was definitely valuable, and now that you don't have that and that has waned away over time because of the injuries and ages and stuff like that, it, it just makes it even more uh, of an emphasis on what you guys need to do in the near future in order to be in order to reach closer to what your potential should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they better hope Bossman 99 fixes their problems because if he doesn't <laughs> if he doesn't they might get caught in the first round. They yeah, they, well, the, they really might. They really might. The thing is though, they've been a bad defense all year and most of the time they've been good until these last 10 games where they've been struggling. And I think the difference there is like for the year I said they have the third offense in the league, but these last 10 games I fell to ninth. So I guess if things are clicking offensively and Damian Lillard isn't or shooting, it's not. yeah, yeah, if Damian Lillard isn't shooting like a pumpkin, they're good enough to still <laughs> win out with offense, right? Like they can just be the hyper opposite of that and like outscore the shit out of you. We've seen that plenty of times. The problem is like they just don't have the, they have no margin for error. A lot of championship teams that are defensive heavy, you can have a poor shooting night and still eke out a victory. This team does not have that option. Exactly. Like we saw them play against the Rockets a couple weeks ago, and Giannis had like forty eight points or something like that. And they lost to the Rockets, who are not a high-powered offense because Damian Lillard was like three for nine. And that's yeah. been a the whole, the whole team last week. The whole team, listen, as somebody who was who was there in attendance, the whole team, the whole team was trying. Oh, nice. Right? I, listen, <laughs> listen. I, you I saw the Nazis. I'm jealous. Listen, first, uh, first of all, I was I was up top. I was not paying the prices for, for that <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. Listen, I, real quick, I'm gonna put y'all on game, which I need to do. Get the bottom row of the of the top deck. That's where it's at. That's yeah. where it's at. You get top deck prices, lower bowl uh, view. Listen, that's free game. But no, every, <laughs> everybody, everybody was bad. Middleton, Middleton was off. The the problems that we are talking about with their defense in terms of, or I, I think that Malik Beasley was talking about where if you can operate in the short roll, Shangun was killing them with the floaters, right? Him and Fred Van Vliet were eating. And so if you're able to have that, and like I said, if any one of your shooters is not shooting that night, Hey man, you're you're gonna get caught, and so I I think that they are liable to the to an upset in the first round more than any of yeah. the other top teams. I think it really just comes down to what Dame do we get? Because right now in these ten games, Dame is shooting twenty nine percent from three and thirty eight percent from the field. Damn, Dame has been worse this year, but that's not like that's unsustainably bad. He's gonna be better than that for whatever reason that he's having this cold stretch. He's having it. You got to assume that's not going to happen in the playoffs. Maybe you know it always can, right? Like it's, people get cold in the playoffs, it happens. I I have faith that Damian Lillard is going to lock in, and like he won't be the issue. But like he's a swing factor, and like he's getting older. Life's getting harder. Being this guy playing next to Giannis, like it's not apparently he's not fully comfortable. He's the swing guy. Like that's really what it comes down to is what are we going to get from him in the playoffs? I know, and with what the Milwaukee Bucks gave up they only gave that up for Damian Lillard to be the top bona fide three point guard in the NBA that he we all know he is and should be 
at his absolute peak. Last year, we just over the last two years, we saw him have or three years, we saw him have one of the best uh, stretches of his career ever. You know, he's been peak, peak D Miller doing things that only him and Steph Curry can do on a nightly basis. And that's what the Bucks need out of him. And if he's not 100% that, he just, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks and the fans have their, are going to have such a hard life enjoying this team. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause last year you said he was the best season of his career offensively. And you can, you can look through like every play type of what he does. And you can see like last year in pick and rolls, he had 11.1 pick and roll possessions per game, 1.13 points per possession. That's 93rd percentile, meaning he's top five in the league as a pick and roll ball handler. This year, it fell down to 1.01, which is 80th percentile. So he fell in that regard from the th- one of the three best pick and roll guards in the league to like one of the 20, 20 or 25 best. Still really good, but it's hard to view yourself as having like, you know, we can't say like they had the best duo in the league by far mm-hmm. as you would have projected them if he was still a top three pick and roll ball handler. Yeah. Exactly. And they it's this issue. They should have the best duo in the league. And no one's saying that or screaming that out or out and proud, outright and proud. So, God, man, they're just, I, it sucks because like the expectation has been high, but yet they're still like the second seed. Yeah, they're but not fucked. They're, they're, they're not doomed. It's just a cold yeah. stretch from Dame. Like it could flip around, but like I said, they're still on fraud watch for me. <laughs> very, 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 very much so. And another they're thing, suspect. That I think, let's say that. Another thing that I think we need to talk about is the fact that just like the Suns, their bench, is not good, right? Like their bench is a bottom five scoring bench in the league. And so when you talk about being top heavy and being very reliant on your top guys, which every good team is, right? Like you, yeah, yeah. You, yeah exactly, exactly, right? Like you, you, you pay for for your stars to come in and give you, you know, 25, 30 a night, whatever. But if you know for a fact, like if you're not middling, that is, that is a problem, right? You want your guys to go out and do everything that you're, that they have to do. And then just, hope that you can get by just get enough but if you are actively one of the worst in the league in in bench shooting or in bench scoring and dame or chris middleton doesn't come along in the same way that you think like listen they're, they're suspect they're they're suspect yeah yeah again yeah you're 100 that, that, you're a top heavy team your top has to be firing on all cylinders we have questions about chris middleton's health he's still ramping up what can he be come playoff time Dame has given us question marks we never thought we'd have. Brooks yeah. not getting any younger. Giannis is the only, I mean, never mind, let me not throw Brooks under the bus too. Brooks has been good. But Giannis and Brooks are the only two stable forces on this team right now. And Bobby. Yeah. Shout out Bobby. Sure. And Bobby, who's probably going to get traded <laughs> because he's the one, he's the one way you can upgrade by swapping yeah. him for a perimeter pr- defender. Damn. I'll having to Bobby. Bobby be a shot to the heart. He is one of the heart and souls of this team, bro. Damn. They'll be all right. <laughs> <They'll> be <fine. laughs> they, Tell that to Milwaukee Bucks fans, man. You I don't understand over that. <laughs> right, those those are the main three teams I want to talk about. What other teams do you guys want to talk about that have a lot to prove to you the rest of this year? Hmm. Um, I you think got a team that we go ahead. that we should at least mention for two seconds, probably uh, the Cavs. Is there okay. anything necessary that you guys want to touch on before I nope. hop into it? If you nope. listen, go go ahead, go ahead, and, go ahead and ISO. Yeah, I mean, listen, Donovan Mitchell's been hurt. Evan Mobley's been hurt. Like, it's <laughs> Dick, I don't have much to say about them right now. Hurt, we're, like, we're just waiting for them to get healthy again. Yeah, everybody's hurt. Are you going to trade Donovan Mitchell? Because I want to see it happen. Personally. That's an offseason <laughs> thing. That's it. In my in my opinion, I don't think that yeah. they make that move in 
in season unless somebody gives them a crazy package. But outside of that, they're, they'll probably wait until the summer to, to get that done. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen unless Donovan like signals that he wants it to happen in the regular season. Like he'd yeah. have to voice some pretty clear, like, I'm fucking out of here pretty soon. Get what you can. And yeah. I don't see that happening. It's not. We've talked about it before. It doesn't seem like he's that type of guy. Yeah, I wouldn't. If I was a part of the cast for an office, I wouldn't necessarily even want those things to happen. But the devil on my shoulder is like, bro, the package that I get that I could get for Donovan Mitchell and just throw throw this wash of a season in, it's enticing. In the back of my head, obviously you don't do anything like just like that just yet, but it's just the devil's advocate. But is there anything in, that you guys, any other teams that you want to touch on or what? Not okay. So I want to talk about this team. Not not like what do they have to prove, but how good can they be? Mm-hmm. And that's the New York Knicks because <laughs> good point. They, we should talk about them. Yeah. They, listen, they've been fantastic with OG, right? They've they've been they've been awesome, and now that there's like a, it's kind of different now because there's been some games played. But a couple of days ago, there was a five way tie for the fourth seed in the East. Right, everybody was at twenty one and fifteen with Tyrese's injury, with the Cavs going through what they're going through. There's a potential, you know, way up to get to the fourth seed, and there's they're only a game and a half back of the Sixers who are in the three seed and beat is missing some games. I think there's a way for the Knicks to get up to the three seed in the Eastern Conference. And especially because something interesting happened today where mm. the NBA denied the Knicks request for like an, a specific injury. Um, they, they basically wanted to like, hey, let, let us off the hook for, for Mitchell Robinson's injury. Exception. injury. Yeah. L- let us off the hook for Mitchell Robinson's injury. Like he's not going to be here. And they denied it because they said that there's actually optimism that Robinson can come back this year. The lineup of Brunson, DiVincenzo, OG, Randall, Robinson. That moves me. That moves me. I'm not going to lie. That moves me. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Since they got OG and Anobi, their defense has transformed. They were a mediocre defense before that. I forget the exact numbers. I saw Alex Hoops tweeted out. But they've been a top 10 defense since they added OG. And he's been a massive difference, right? Like, he's that level of defender. And I know coming into the trade, people were talking like, is his reputation what carries him defensively? Is he really not that good anymore? No, he's still locked down. He just didn't give a fuck about the Raptors because he knew he was getting traded for a month. But he's fit in perfectly and really transformed that team. And you know, <laughs> you know that you know that Tom Thibodeau is going to play him 48 minutes a night in the playoffs. Uh, so like, <laughs> he's going to anchor that defense. Which, listen, if Randall can finally translate to the playoffs and play like regular season Randall... Brunson's going to be all-star form. Like, that's a far more interesting team if they're going to have a top 10 defense. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, it's it's picture perfect over there with him. Um, for someone like for someone like Ojanu Nobi to relieve a hell of a lot of pressure and just he knows his spots. He's a smart offensive player. Um, can do a whole lot of cutting and spot ups because he's he's a great shooter and. Having someone that you can rely on on a night to night basis to do just as good of a job guarding a team's top dog compared to anyone else in the league, that that's a huge stress reliever. That's a huge stress reliever. And I think because of the shoulder that he is to lean on for RJ and Jalen Brunson, this team could sneak their way in to an Eastern Conference Finals in my mind. I am so glad you said that because I was thinking about the same thing today. I was thinking about the path 
to the to the Eastern Conference Finals. And allow me to be a Knicks apologist, right? Obviously, I'm very, very fickle when it comes to Julius Randle and his play, but I will defend him <laughs> in this, right? The, he's had two bad playoff, uh, playoff runs. The 2020 series against the Hawks, where there's literally nobody else on the team who could even look at the basket, and you guys tri- double and triple team Julius. So I understand playing bad and shooting bad there. There's that. Last year, he goes into the playoffs with the ankle injury. And he's kind of like, you could see that he just wasn't 100% there. If he is healthy going into the playoffs this year, I think we're going to get a decent Julius Randle. And decent enough to where Brunson's not going to have to score 35 a night for them to be competent offensively. I I think that they have a very, very realistic chance. And if they play the Milwaukee Bucks, I might mess around and pick the Knicks in a series. <laughs> oh, my God. I might, I I might do it. Go that there's far, a, there's an I in. There's an crazy. in. There's an in, right? Again, I might do it because I'm a Knicks fan and I might get delusional <laughs> in, in three months. But even on the outside looking in, I don't think it would be crazy to, to think that it could nah, happen. It won't be crazy, but... Listen, if there's anything, I, I'm not going to personally get my hopes up for Julius Randle to translate into the playoffs. I that's hope you're fair. right. Because and that's fair. I hope you're right because, like, he's very, very good. And, like, he doesn't deserve the rap he has. But it's hard to not do that when you, listen, every year the same story happens and his game just does not translate. Yeah. I would love for you to be right and then to, like, make a run because it, it would just be interesting to have another team in the mix. But I don't, I just don't know. Like, they, their shot making has to be on point. They have to be really hot from three. They're going to be a high high volume three point team. Brunson has to be still shooting over forty percent from three off the dribble and like really bend that defense and really force a Brook Lopez to come up high. It, it could happen, but I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go that far and pick it. Uh, if that was to happen, they need to do a little bit of more tweaking, and they have again the resources to do some tweaking. Exactly still because they have picks True. left and all that and all these types of assets and. I think something that they need to immediately improve, improve on. Everyone still thinks, I believe, that they still need that guy, that 1A type dude or whatever, however you feel about that conversation. Um, but I think in the short term, something that could help them keep these, I want to say, upset hopes alive when it comes to heading into the playoffs, uh, they need to reassure their bench. They 100%. need a point. They need some type of guard, like, head, like, desperately and so until that happens i still feel good about them regardless of the fact but if that happens then i feel so much better about the knicks uh, this team is a this team's a cute contender like they're a contender for a conference finals but like the, the, the celtics will blow their backs out the <laughs> what a way to disrespect them he said this the, team is the cute and they're gonna get out. their like, backs blown out <laughs> they're really good and they can like this they guy. can make a run <laughs> they can make a run in the same way that like the Kings can make a run, but we know when it comes down to it against the best teams, they just don't have the same high-level talent. Don't And it's so reductive to be like, they don't have the star. But to a certain extent, the highest level to win a championship, that, that shit's true. So it's like, great, good for them. They can make a conference finals. They can sneak into the three seed. Can they be an actual contender and win the championship? No, they need another guy for that, I think. Yeah. that's. Funny, I'm trying right? so hard to be rational right now. <laughs> you guys are pissing me <laughs> he off. He just disrespected you your team like shit. Me off. Because, uh, because 100%, listen, uh, like the whole Jalen Brunson isn't like a 1A type of guy. If we go throughout the entire history of the league, there's like two guys at the guard position who are undersized that lead their teams to championship. Whatever Becky Hammond said was 100% true. And people took it to, to their feelings. 
only because right she she's a woman that's the only reason people yeah. try to flame her for for what she's saying but at the same time if you say another thing about Jalen Brunson I will I will be upset all right keep his I name out your mouth keep, throw his shoe <laughs> keep, his, your head, Isaac, keep his name out your mouth <laughs> Jaylen I Brunson didn't say his name. That's the funny part. I just like alluded to it, and you were like, "Oh, oh Brunson you know, going off." <laughs> exactly, because you knew who you were talking about. You knew what you. Were I know. I just, that's not even really about him. I'm not, I don't. I don't even think. I'm not being that reductive about it. Like, they just need more firepower. Whether it be a one A guy or more around the edges. Like, uh, if they got, I don't. I don't. I'm struggling to think of a good example, but I'll say Zach Levine for lack of a better example. Mm-hmm. Not saying I want them to get him, but like, yeah. if it's another guy that's like debatably worse than Brunson even on the same level, like that could be good enough. It just has to be something else that will make up for that talent gap. Yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to shock the world. It's, it's, it's <laughs> just going to happen. I, 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 don't know if, I don't know if it's going to be in the first round or in the finals, but we're going to shock somebody. Okay? <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think Joel Embiid's walking through those doors and he's fucking crushing Hartenstein's sternum. Mind you, I only I believe this if Robinson can come back. If he does, okay. if he, if he does not, we're cooked. It's okay. But let Mitch walk through <laughs> those doors. Oh, it's, it's on for the rest of the league. <laughs> <laughs> give me the MVP. Give me, give me the Sixers. All right. Pass me up on that, man. <laughs> Whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, in terms of other teams, I have a lot to prove. Obviously, the 76ers, right? That's always going to be a thing. <laughs> Talk talking about, about them, a great, like, great tweet pulled, Nikhil. Great tweet that you pulled up. Nikhil pulled up a tweet saying that the Knicks are beating the 76ers by 30 point, by 34 points with Joel Embiid in the lineup. And Julius Randle only made one field goal. You know who that's about. That's all Jalen Brunson. That's all. Congratulations. <laughs> the January 5th championship wow. game against the Philadelphia 76ers. I thought, my bad. Put I that up we in the banners, ladies and gentlemen. I thought we respected the regular season on this pod, right? I thought we enjoyed <laughs> the ride of October through April. I thought these games meant something. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm just trolling. But no, obviously the 76ers are also a team that has a lot to prove every year, right? Like, as long as you have Joel Embiid and he hasn't made a finals yet, your team's going to have a lot to prove. Yeah. We'll see because there's a lot of momentum. Like, I'm finally believing in him. I'm willing to say he's a top three player in the league. He's on that level. He's getting better. He's a serious coach, a serious co-star, I, I, hopefully. This needs to be the year to make a run. So, by definition, they are one of the teams with the most to prove as well. It absolutely needs to be the year that <laughs> a run needs to be made, bro, because you have a fresh coach. A young, fresh two guard, lead guard who's now ascended into one of the better point guards in the NBA. And now, if I'm Philly and in that front office, Daryl Morey, I honestly want to pull the trigger more than ever to get some type of star or third guy alongside Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. Um, but that conversation is tricky. Why? Because there's no perfect guy out there necessarily and that's why i'm in the back of my mind i'm like fuck it reunite siakam and nick nurse again bro ew siakam and Embiid together that's disgusting i don't think it would be that bad it's not it's possible it's just a strange fit i think that fit is i think it's the best fit for someone like tyrese max out of all the pool of names that is potentially available that'll benefit someone like tyrese max's game the most I'm good on that. I'd rather than wait the free agent check it. somebody else. <laughs> I'm good on it. that. I love the Siakam. only reason why I wouldn't want to wait though is because you're on a schedule and time is taking. Joel Embiid isn't getting any healthier. He's 30 years old, and uh, we might very well see him get rob himself out of his own MVP because he's missing too many damn games. And so yeah. that's why I want to pull the trigger right now. 
Yeah, I just don't like the fit at all. But I know what you mean. Like this, this is the window of opportunity to make a serious run with a serious team. They, something needs to happen, whatever it may be. I can. They're, they're 100 gonna make a trade. Like they have a lot of ammo. I can see it being a smaller trade and then holding the rest of your assets for the offseason. Like there's gonna, this is gonna be a very active trade deadline, even with like good starters that aren't necessarily stars. I can see them making that type of move for a, another two or three. Torrey Taro's here. Welcome to the Philadelphia 76ers. That'd be Caruso? hard. Caruso? <laughs> Defensively, him and Maxi would be a nightmare, but that'd be fun. <laughs> Scary Terry's bag is different. Top five highlight reel in the NBA. <laughs> oh, my God. The other team has to prove themselves in a very different sense because we're not talking about a contender anymore. The New Orleans Pelicans, man. They are just still the team we've always said they've been. They still can't defend the rim. They still have a lot of ISO scores, not a lot of passers. Weird amount of shooting, weird amount of spacing. Zion's only averaging 21.8 points per game, which feels crazy to say when he's completely healthy. They have to prove that they shouldn't be blown up, I think. Now, it's hard because they haven't been complete ass at all. They've been actually decent. Yeah. Exactly. They're 60, and as of the last, like, what, 14 games, they've, they actually have a very positive record. They have a very positive record, and... um. But with that being said, I think we can all see that there's there might not be a way for them to ascend like we want them to be ascended. Yeah, yeah like and this this is be where, good, but this, can it be great? I don't know. And this is where they have to be careful because this is how you get trapped in mid, right? You <laughs> get you have a little bit of potential, and it's like, hey, but if one thing can break our way, maybe we can you know jump from the six seed to the four seed. Maybe we can jump from the six seed to the three seed, and you just have to have honest conversations about what's going on right obviously wait this is not this is not true this is fake they, damn they they beat the warriors is that tonight yeah yeah that was tonight yeah that's tonight they beat the as we're saying this don't let this game fool you new orleans Whoa. Pelicans. Fans. oh my god you are 141 still to 105 i don't care if you beat the warriors by 36 i'm letting you know right now your team is fundamentally flawed and you need to make a change and you need to show us why you should not be blown up. Are you going to win a playoff series? I don't know. And I honestly don't think that I... I Actually, no, I know. I'm not picking it. They're not going to win a playoff series. Bro, is Steph Curry washed, bro? I'm looking at this... Granted, we didn't get to watch this game. We're recording. Steph Curry, another game. 15 points, 6 assists, 4 for 13 from the field. This poor play is really stacking the fuck up for Steph Curry. I'm not going to overreact because he's Steph Curry, but he is not having a hot stretch recently. Should we transition from <laughs> the Pelicans into the Warriors? Because this is this is really they have bad. nothing. The Warriors have nothing to prove. They just have decisions to make. Do they want to? be? Yeah, that that's really it. Like they've already proved it. They already proved this is a cooked product, and they're fucked beyond belief. We there's they've proved it already. It's done. The story's written. It's been written since Bob Myers left. This team is fundamentally fucked, and there's no way out of it. The question is, what are they? What do they want to do about it? Are they going to finally blow it up and move on to the next <laughs> era? Or are they going to stick around? <laughs> elite reference. Elite reference. I'm dead, I got bro. it from the one line. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believes in you. And they shouldn't. Like, they, you guys fucking suck. <laughs> the Warriors got to so, show up RJ Barrett. That's what, we're looking at this tweet that Nikhil pulled up, and it's like a list of things that have gone the Warriors uh, against the Warriors over the last recent stretch. And the last bullet point is they got destroyed by RJ Barrett. Oh my god! That's how you know that's you're Yeah, that's a, that's so shameful. That's a he's been that's good a RJ he's been good Barrett lately. straight too. Yeah, I mean, he's back home. Yeah, yeah. 
Shout out yeah. RJ. That Canada, Canada, Canada cure for his, all his ailments. Exactly. Something that's interesting is that Draymond Green is coming back within these next few games. Currently, he's ramping up to be in game shape or whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, why are you laughing? Cracks numbers. Bro, because it's just I'm thinking about all the all the Draymond memes of, of mm. him like locked up, just being you know ready for the for this moment. It's just funny. The fact that he was like, "Oh, I was gonna retire." Like, come on, fam. Yeah. In the middle of the season. If you guys didn't watch the last stream, if you didn't watch the last stream, go to it. We talked about this Draymond news at, at length. And again, there's gonna be a lot, there's gonna be a lot of news stories that you don't see us talking about on the pod. Head over to the stream and that's where you'll see us talk about it. Curry Every Monday. Exactly. Finish. Exactly. We talked about John Morant going <laughs> being <laughs> John Morant being uh injured for the entirety of the season, Chris Paul's hand injury and all that. We talked about Jonathan Kaminga coming out and just being an absolute op with Shams. Uh, we talked about all that, so you got to tune in Monday, 8 p.m. Um, but John the Kaminga and Op. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm on his side. He cursed the Ops. Get him, right? <laughs> That's also true. You're not lying. That's very true. You're not lying. Um, but interesting stat. Draymond, Steph Curry so far this season without Draymond Green is averaging 24 points per game, and he's only shooting woohoo, 38% from the three-point line. That's not that's bad at all. Bad. That's actually great. But for Steph no, Curry that's not good for Steph Curry. We can that's say exactly. That's, that's fucking not trash. That's fucking for trash. For Steph Curry, for the 43% career average, it's trash. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking trash. But with Draymond Green, surprise, surprise, this just speaks to Draymond Green's value. He's averaging pretty much 30 every night, and he's shooting 41% from three. It's a night that's and a day difference. Man. He's, I don't want to say a different player whatsoever because Curry is Curry. He's going to do what he does, but it's a hell of a lot easier when you have someone directing your traffic and also um, giving you the passes and the spots that you that you like to get, that yeah. you like to receive them. So it's, it's not even necessarily that he needs Draymond. It's that without Draymond, th- th- there's nothing. Like it's him and a whole lot of zero creation. So it's yeah. just like, it's incredibly hard, especially, you know, he's not getting older. I mean, he's not getting younger. <laughs> it's, it's just hard for him to do anything without at least one other guy there who can create. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this tweet's and, hilarious. And now they're even more in hell, bro, because the Warriors roster just as a whole, looking at it up and down. Without Chris Paul, there's no real penetration or uh creators. There wasn't with Chris Paul either. <laughs> on this team, bro. But Chris Paul gave him the slightest glimpse and hopes of it, bro. But now without it, it's like now you're really fucked. And now you need Draymond more than ever. And without yeah, Draymond, we, we, we talked about them so much. They're just fundamentally fucked to the roots. Like there's nothing they can do I know. about it. I know. Yeah, <laughs> There's been a lot of discourse lately about uh, is the 2022 championship a fluke? I think no. uh, I think Beasel said that on stream, which he was he was saying it in jest. He was just you know roasting them. I no, it's not a fluke, but it was like the best case scenario, right? Everything went right that year, and yeah. like teams were injured, they didn't play the stiffest competition, they were completely healthy. Steph was still killing it. Draymond didn't get suspended, like. <laughs> we don't need to view it as a fluke, but we need to view it as like it wasn't like we Wait, shouldn't no. have thought to go back Wait, to back. No. Draymond wasn't Draymond suspended for one of for game two of the um of the Grizzly series? Was it? Because he got ejected. He got ejected from game one. I can't remember if he got suspended for I game two. I don't series. remember. <laughs> Warriors are Besides ass, the point. That's all we know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm figuring that out. Who gives a shit? Okay, yeah, he got suspended for game three of the playoff series. No, this is last year. This is Sacramento Kings. Uh, uh, this is when he did the curb stomp to Sabonis' chest. Of course. Oh, my God, bro. Of course. How, how could we forget? 
How can we forget? Yeah, man, that's, oh, man. Everything had to go well for them to make that title run. And I think the moral of the story isn't that it's a fluke. It's that Steph Curry did one of the biggest carry drops we've ever fucking seen to a championship. Like, yeah. that might be a Dirk level ring. I'm not going to lie. No, it's one, of, it's one of the most impressive rings. I don't want to say of all time, but it's, it's one there. of the, it's the, it's for his ring resume. It's absolutely the most meaningful one and the most important one because of all the things that he had to go through defeating or getting past James Wiseman, James Wiseman, him sucking ass, Jordan Poole, getting not doing past shit. James Wiseman. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just all bad. It was all against him, bro. So it's not That's a flip whatsoever for sure. Yeah, man. Like, think about modern carry jobs to a title. Like obviously 2011 Dirk. I guess 2019 Kawhi was a hard carry, but he got hurt. So like the finals series was a little more even spread. Jokic really carried last year. It, it might be Steph Curry, Jokic, and Dirk as like the three biggest carry jobs of the modern era. That's crazy, man. Okay. That is crazy. Yeah, I can give with that. Um, I can give with that. Yeah. Guys, Mo, specifically, this is for you. I believe it's your time. I think my time. Hold on, it's not my time. It's you watching this right now, Crown <laughs> Eaters. We know, we know you wanted it, and we're here to give it to you. We're here to give it to you. Let's rejoice! It's TikTok time. <laughs> so we're here to give it to you. It is TikTok time. <laughs> Woo! As always, we're gonna begin with the draft. You know, over the years, we've done stuff like youngest players in the league draft, best players in the league draft, worst players in the league draft. But today we're going to mix it up. We're going to draft the oldest line as possible. Straight, Straight geriatrics. Straight geezers. <laughs> yeah, so the rule is they have to be 35 years old or older and a current player. That's it. Retirement home lineup. Here we <laughs> come. This is what we're about. Let's get it, man. Draft order this is, is Mo, Donovan, me. I wasted my number one pick last week. It's tragic. But there's three stars here, so I guess it's not a big deal. I actually think this one works best for you, though, to, to double up. <laughs> Yep. So let's draft the oldest NBA lineup as possible. Everyone's got to be 35 years or older. Mo, where are we going with the first pick? First pick overall. Go ahead and give me the oldest player in the NBA, LeBron. Easy. Okay. 39. God damn, bro. <laughs> that's that's fine. Give me my glorious light skin king, Steph Curry. <laughs> I want to say I'm surprised you did that, but I can never be. You're in love with the man. Valid pick. <laughs> Why are we making this weird? <laughs> Why are we doing this? I really was supposed to be like Pig Brian. Pig Brian. Piggy Mans. Braun went first. I can't pick Braun. Oh, I forgot about that. Dang, never mind. We know who you want to pick. Say first it. pick. Give me Brooke Lopez. Well, okay, that's that's a great pick. <laughs> it's, I know it's, where he's going. Exactly. It's only because he's doubling up here. <laughs> and second pick, give me Kevin Durant. You there can't fool Lame. me. <laughs> oh my goodness listen I, i'm loving the fact that i'm third getting brooke lopez is amazing it's not bad at all the it's center the center market scarce. after brooke is tragic yeah it's scarce as hell that's that's true listen at my five give me al horford oh my okay. god bro damn it mo is cooked you better be i can never Robin get lopez. al horford on my team <laughs> javel mcgee that's it. That's your guy. That's your guy. Shaq and the Fool's <sighs> finest. Thanks. I'm sick to my stomach now. So at my point guard, go ahead and give me Mike Conley. That's a good pick. I hmm. very underrated old man right now. Yeah. 
I'm super cooked right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Conley's still chugging along doing Mike Conley things at 35 years old. It's great. Yeah. And then, you know what? Someone else who's defying age, just give me Jeff Green. Give me Unk. No. I need him on my team. <laughs> no, you took <laughs> Uncle Jeff. You're, you're good for like two random posters every two weeks that are going to be glorious. Oh, God, man. I can rely on him. My small ball five. Oh, I like that. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Excuse me. All right. Anyways. So <laughs> I know at my four, <laughs> at my four, I need a little, it's my team is getting a little light skins, getting a little soft. I need some punch. Give me James Johnson at my four. Damn. <laughs> you got the <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> a little light skin. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what? At my four, give me Mr. Fourth quarter himself, Nicholas Batum. Ew. He ain't doing shit. <laughs> You're tripping. Nick Batum is still a great role player. Still defends. I love him. <laughs> yeah, he still defends, but he's not going to play in the fourth. Sad. <laughs> Perfect player to fit next to KD. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then, oh, I got back-to-back picks. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. After that, give me... Oh, we got tapped up. After that, give me the best shooting guard available, Eric Gordon. Uh, nice. I hate the second okay. position in this draft so much because I wanted to I got get straight spacing. This is terrible. I really have to figure this out. All right. At my two, listen, we are going to go with the geriatric version of the Splash Brothers. Give me another shooter. Give me Danny Green. He's not even on a team right now. <laughs> yeah, he's a free agent. He's on the verge it's of okay. retirement. He's on it's okay. podcasting, bro. You drafted it's a podcaster. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. You drafted he, a member of the national media. He can shoot. <laughs> he can shoot. <laughs> he can shoot. It's okay. Not really, man, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> not okay at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that's funny. All right. So, at my two, give me, speed of podcasting, give me Patrick Beverly. Yeah. This is a great <laughs> Small ass right backcourt. <laughs> yeah. Small backcourt. And then at my five, I need some size. Give me DeAndre Jordan. Hey, mm. once in a while, he'll turn You're that clock back. Cooked. You're getting cooked. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm right. Try to have James Johnson on your I'm team. I'm throwing lobs <laughs> over your head. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unguardable. Uh, nah, at my luck. three, listen, give me the man from down under. Give me Joe Ingles. Love it. Oh, that's nice. nice. If we're talking vibes, your team is looking great. On the court, I don't know, but... Listen, every everyone personalities. Dude, Nobody can YMCA run on your team minus. except for like Steph. I'm not. I'm not worried about making the best basketball lineup. I, everybody just needs to have fun, right? Once you get to a certain age, you just want to go out, have fun, not get hurt. That's what this team is about, right? <laughs> this is a Saturday morning in the park lineup, all right? That's what Ew. this is. Listen, I got a lot of shooters, not a lot of oomph. Give me Russell Westbrook at my point guard. Oh, wow. Katie and Russ on the same him. team again? You're yep. in hell, buddy. This is nice. Bring him back. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give him spacing. He's going to just halfback dive every play. We're, we're getting something out of him. This is the Phoenix Suns <laughs> with a good center. Like, that's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> that's funny as hell. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than your YMCA team. I ain't going to lie. What? <laughs> for, for what purpose? I told you, we're trying to have fun. My team is going to be Ew. 
<laughs> and I go, oh, it's 2024. I'm getting off to a great start because I won this draft. I got Mike Conley, Patrick you have Beverly, DeAndre Jordan. Braun, you win. Jeff Green, and DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> you Listen, did not win the draft. Don't try to speak into existence. Your team sucks I did ass. for sure. Nah. Uh, ass, are you kidding me? Nah. No, you do suck. You have Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. Jeff <laughs> Green is <laughs> actually good. He's fine. He's cool. Listen, you see his new haircut? All right, then. He don't have uh, he don't have that blazing ball spot anymore. My bad. Got fooled in. <laughs> For audio listeners, I got Russell Westbrook, Eric Gordon, Kevin Durant, Nicholas Batum, and Brooke Lopez. All right. Ew. And I have Steph Curry, Danny Green, Joe Ingles, James Johnson, Al Horford. <laughs> you have yeah. a free agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a free agent with a mohawk. <laughs> Listen, man, I couldn't double up like you guys. I lost a lot of my picks. Oh, don't pretend you don't know how snake drafts work. Don't try to get that advantage in the comments. <laughs> trying to gas I'm not us. saying I don't know how they work. I'm saying I had the disadvantage in this one. No, you did it. I did. There's always a way to win, man. This is snake. I did. Nobody has a disadvantage. Mm-mm. Nah. <laughs> I lost Jeff Green. I lost Eric Gordon. Tough. Should have picked him the time before. <laughs> and giving up Steph? You see my dilemma, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see where I'm at. Ew. All right, man. That's the draft. Next up, what are we gonna do? What do we want to go to? Let's do. Let's do another guest NBA player. Usually we do this by hair or by the college they went to, stuff like that. We had a fun one this time. Something I saw uh, Full Squad Gaming do with uh, gamers. It's guest NBA player by their eyes. So this you're, you're is like my bag. Some, you're gonna look deep into some pupils. Decide if you can tell who this guy is just based on the vibe of his eyes. Ah, Don't ask me nothing about NBA history. Don't ask me about no championships spelling names. How they look. I know how men look all day, every day. Why? (laughs) I don't know, but it's my back. Let's do it. We're locked in. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me about history. Don't ask me to do any analysis. Ask me about the male attractiveness, and I got it. (laughs) Exactly, bro. All right, so real simple. I'm going to show you some NBA players' eyes. You guess who this player is. First off, who is this man? Droopy face, kind of. He's been in the league for some years. He's done through it. He's seen some stuff. He's seen some yeah. stuff. <laughs> this feels like I, saw he, I, see, I see the yellow permeating just a little bit. This feels like this could be Kyle Lowry, but at the same time, what? what why are you making that noise? Come on now. It's not Kyle let's, Lowry. <laughs> is it James Johnson? Let's, let's it's be not respectful James of, the, of the guesses. You know what I'm saying? I feel I'm like this is, a, this is a bigger player. <laughs> a bigger player? <laughs> Yeah. Damn. This is actually this hard is, as hell. This is a hard game. This is a, I like Maybe this I'm game. not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I give up. Who's uh, this is Bradley Beal. I would have never guessed that. What the hell? This is one of the harder ones, I think. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, definitely. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, that's tough. All right, next one. Who is this? Oh, man? this is Oh, oh I know now. him. Come on now. He's one of this the is... biggest disappointments in NBA history. <laughs> Chris Thank Paul you. for sure. Christopher Emmanuel <laughs> Paul. Yeah. That was I easy. know those hazel eyes anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pause. Next up. He's been through it. <laughs> who is this man? Oh, I know who this is. For some reason, this looks like Paul Millsap out of nowhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Paul Millsap. <laughs> yeah. P. Millie. I know those eyes. <laughs> You're but wrong. Not Paul Millsap. This looks like a lockdown defender, someone who plays on the Western Conference. This is Herb Jones. This is Herbert Jones. 
Crown ears, yeah. this is for you. Let's do <laughs> it. Mo is killing this. I'm He's for the people. Me. He knows men. He knows men. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I do, but it's He's like, like the faces. back of his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me baby pictures. Give me silhouettes. Give me whatever it is. I know it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so eat the W. <laughs> uh, next up who is this man oh man. oh man i know who this is and it makes me sad <laughs> why they did him dirty why because he got hit in the eye during this picture or before this picture he's still recovering this looks <laughs> like one of the top five men in the nba in whatever way you want to categorize that this is shay gilgis alexander my glorious king oh, <laughs> top five men is crazy what yeah, do you rolling he's rolling <laughs> I'm i am that guy never I've mind been. this is this is a dirk level run of knowing men like I, we just haven't seen this yeah don't ask me no statistics no nba history generation Fuck that <laughs> wow. shout out to you all right next up who is this mm. man? A white man. I'm on a motherfucking a roll. <laughs> this white dude has been through it from team to team to team. Looked like he had high expectations. His eyes are not on the same level. This looks like Christoph Porzingis. Goddamn, this is Christoph Porzingis. Oh my God. In my bag. Don't this motherfucker does me. not miss. <laughs> In the heat of battle, he doesn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up. Who is this man? Mm, this is a. Uh, you know this one. Throw you in for a loop. You oh, go ahead. You, I think I got this. Is this Who? Mr. World B Flat himself, Kyrie Irving? Correct. Finally, Donovan got one. This is Kyrie Irving. He looks so old in this picture too. God damn, how old is Kyrie? It's Don't the tell wisdom. Thirty. Listen, the wisdom ages you. You are, you know, I'm not getting any younger. That's what yeah. it is. When you know so much, it's just only gonna show. Exactly. Physically, too. Damn. <laughs> so when your brain's that big, when you understand the world on such a high level, sometimes it ages you. That's what I'm saying. Pain. <laughs> when you solve physics, like sometimes it's a big brain activity. <laughs> Next up, who is this man? <laughs> I know who this is, too. I think I do. I, I, I think I know who this is. You go first, Mo. <sighs> he looks like a big player for sure. He looks outlandish in this photo right here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had it that bad. But this honestly looks like Mo Bamba. That's what I was going <laughs> to get This is Mo Bamba. He looks yep. crazy as fuck. He looks like he's... He looks like... <laughs> nah, he, he looks outrageous. Bro. Right, right, you had to stop yourself. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, outrageous, bro. <laughs> Next up. Who is this man? What type of 480p picture is this? <laughs> I don't know who this is. You don't know who this is, and you made it. This is taken with a microwave, bro. <laughs> I can't guess this. I, I got it. Oh, uh, man. This looks like Curious Mike, Michael Porter Jr., one of the best NBA podcasts out right now. Correct, Michael Porter Jr. Bro, yeah. it's unstoppable. <laughs> How are I'm on my so 2013 Bronze shit, man. What can I say? <laughs> 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 I got one more. Who is this man? What? Oh, I know. <laughs> Jeez. I know, like D's. I don't know why. What is wrong with me? Now I'm starting to question myself. Why am I so good at this? <laughs> this player would be cheese and hella. Donovan, do you want to take a take a stab at this? 
Is this Russell Westbrook? Good God, <laughs> no, no it's not. That's a terrible guess. <laughs> yeah, I just you're way off. Russell, this Russell player be, be cheesing like a motherfucker. Yeah, Russ be cheesing, but not like this. Look at his cheekbones. I think this Russ is one of the greatest Twitch streamers right now. <laughs> Scotty Barnes should <laughs> be an all star. This is Scotty Barnes. Why am I in my bag? Oh my God. I don't like this. Now I'm uncomfortable with myself. <laughs> Maybe I should quit my day job <laughs> and just go into something else, figuring out criminals. Because this is my bag. How can I do That's the end of people? it. Mo went eight for nine. The only one he didn't know was Bradley Beal. That's a crazy sweep. Wow. I don't know why I'm good at this. <laughs> God's trying to tell me something right now. <laughs> Natural talent. <laughs> All right, man. The next thing we're going to do. Let's uh, let's do our tier list. Let's get that over with. This time we're gonna do a longer one as tier list of centers. You know we've been going position by position. It's time to get to the big men. People, people have been requesting it. People have been excited for it. Let, let's do it. That's fun. I love let's it. Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> so real simple and plain. I got twelve of them here for you guys. Let's put these NBA centers into a tier list. First off, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Easy S tier, right? S tier. S tier. I'm we not talking about this anything. any further. If you want to put them in A tier, you don't know ball. They go in S tier. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Mute. We, we know we got to get the top guys out of the way right away. Yeah. After that, Victor Wembanyama. Ah, <laughs> put this man in A tier, man. He had a triple. Already? He had a triple double tonight in 20 minutes. Beat the Pistons. The only thing wrong with him is that his team sucks. This guy is amazing. Put him in the only team. thing wrong with him is his team. Not, <laughs> he might already be a top five shot, bl- shot blocker and a top five passing center. That's crazy. Guys, he's A tier. He's fantastic. And not a lot of people talk about the passing as much as they should. God damn it. You're right. A tier. He literally is. I love it. <laughs> yeah, all right. His running mate, or his co-rookie of the year running mate, Chet Holmgren. Ooh. Is he also A tier? Also A tier. Because the defense is absolutely out of this world, can stretch the floor out. He's not as gifted and skilled as a passer, but that's not a weakness whatsoever. I might be He's seeing... anchoring a top 10 defense as a rookie. He might be an all star yeah. as a rookie. We haven't seen that shit since Blake Griffin. This man has to be A tier already. There's no reason to wait. It's 100% yeah. A tier. Listen, there's a lot of good big men in the league. This is an A tier guy, though. 100%. I agree. Next up, Alperen Sangoon. We gotta go. He's B. a great B. He's a great B. Yeah. He's not, not, as good as, not as good as these guys. He's made a leap this year. Just he's just not not that guy yet. Not on that level. Yeah. Uh, just, the guys above him are like generational defenders. Singoon's an awesome offensive hub. Never gonna be like that on defense. Yeah. But hey, he, he's gonna he's probably gonna be an all-star this year, or at least he should be in the conversation for that. And that's always great too. Yeah, yeah. He's very deserving of B. Last year, I don't know if we would have said that. Yeah, I agree. Next up, Bam Adebayo. No, Got to put him in A tier. Got to put him in A tier. Always yeah. a DPOY candidate. He's gotten exactly. better and better offensively as his career has gone on. Legit 20-point scorer. Easily A tier, I think. Yeah, I agree. It feels weird putting him next to two absolute rookies. And Bam yeah. has been grinding for this shit for years, bro. <laughs> Finally got his jump shot in. And boom, it don't even fucking matter, bro. He's still in the same tier with these rookies. I'm really uh, than them. Bam's the top of the A tier. We can give that yeah. to him. Exactly. Yeah. But listen, everybody runs their own path, right? Bam had to do it his own way. But Took him I, some years. Exactly. But he's yeah, listen, he got that shit out the mud. Some people are just blessed with being 7-4. It is what it is. Yeah, and having that shooting touch and ability and agility. Goddamn, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Next up, Carl Anthony Towns. We got to go B tier, right? I, mm. He's 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 we've he's transformed into like a very very skilled. Or I guess he's always been skilled, but he's perfect for what Minnesota needs right now. But I would not put him on the same level as Bam, Wemby, Chet, the other two way guys. I yeah, think, I think. Listen, his team's winning, and he's a big part of it. Shout out to him. He's probably the third best player on his own team. Great player, doing what he needs to do. B tier. Wow, yeah. man. Folks are going to drag you for that, Isaac, and they shouldn't. I agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> All right, well, what about his teammate, Rudy Gobert? Guess what? Also in B tier. B tier as well. You have yep. no moves, right? No <laughs> moves offensively. You're great defensively. I'm locking you up, right? You're you're getting locked up. In, in you're locking him up. <laughs> I'm I'm not me, not me. I'm not me. Come on, like, let's, let's let's be real. But anybody else on this list? Locking him up, B tier. I don't know he's he's running away with the DPOI. Does his defensive impact not like nudge him up not a little fam. bit? Not fam. A S and A tier. Two ways. Two ways. You got to do it. Okay. Damn. Yeah, I mean, listen, Chet's also going to be all defensive caliber, but 18 points per game, legit spacer, can pass the ball. I see the vision. Yeah, you can legitimately run a play through these guys. With Rudy Gobert, what plays are you running for him? Just a lob and that's it. <laughs> Timberwolves fans are going to be so mad that we put these guys in B tier. <laughs> I know. It, it hurts. It hurts. I kind of want to put Rudy in A just because Me too. number one defense be I'm not going to lie. I think his impact defensively oh is worthy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go again. Rudy Gobert is in A tier. Donovan, you overruled. Go ahead. Y'all do it. But if that's the case, does Cat deserve a tier? Nah, he's not on those guys. And level. this is why it's a slippery slope. This is why we put him in B tier to start, right? Because <laughs> I knew that you guys were going to get outlandish with it. Nikhil, can you drop him back down to B so that the world can no, be right again? No, you got to be fighting. Can no. you drop him back down, please? We need some type <laughs> of order. So what are, come on. Next up, Kristaps Porzingis. Oh. Two way, put him in A tier. He's hooping. Come on, he's not better than Cat. I don't. This season, he hasn't been as great. He None hasn't of us been ranked him above Cap. We did season. a rankings, and all of us had Cap top thirty. Nobody had Kristaps top thirty. When was that though? It was two weeks ago. <laughs> when, when was that though? <laughs> two weeks ago. Nah, nah. Porzingis, get up there. I thought Porzingis might have all. to be. Fuck no. I'm yeah, Porzingis is a comfortable B. He has Com- comfortable B. Cat's better than him. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. I, would, I, 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 think, I think that's it. No, I'm, be, I'm being 100% dead serious. I think that's an actual conversation. Then why didn't you rank KP top 30? <laughs> what you mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> hate. You know this, Isaac. Why would you ask this question? You already know where he's going at. There's no real explanation behind it. Cat top it's Carl Anthony Towns. Now, me personally, I think Cat is genuinely a better player. And now I'm kind of thinking to myself, damn, should this boy be A tier? But mm, let's let's put Porzingis at B. I think he hasn't okay. been he hasn't been you can't run consistent offense through Porzingis. Well, you could actually. It just the ceiling of your team isn't as high. Now Porzingis is not a creator at this point of his career. Throughout the injuries, he's lost a lot of the juice of like with the ball in his hands that he had as a young guy in New York. He's a pick and pop big that is really great at that, but he's not creating offense for anybody. He's a B tier. Now. The determining factor is his defense and how valuable that is. That's a real conversation. That he's not Chet. Legend, I guess. <laughs> but in my opinion, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in 
A tier because he's not transforming or being the force or guarding ones and twos like how some of these other guys are. So B has yeah, he's to be a really really good. He's right a good spot. defender. He's not like upper echelon. He's not. Yeah, he's not transforming defenses or saving people's lives. Yeah. Next up, Brooke Lopez. He should be C. C. <laughs> I love that pause before that. Here, uh, C. C for what? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean I, for I, what? I, I guess C. Why, why are we not older. putting him in A? Why would he why be A? We... Brooke Lopez was legitimately DPOY caliber last season. He last season. He's, he's a he's a he's a he's a floor spacer. He's been he's been good this year as well. He's a legitimate floor spacer. Gives you stuff offensively. Why is he not? Why is he not in A? Why he's, the fuck would he be in A? I don't know. Like that's, he's that's a jump. he averages twelve points this season. The Bucks, this DPOY dude. The Bucks are twenty first in defense so far this year. The DPOY thing is out the window completely as of now. Uh, he doesn't have the do offensive think skill he, of those guys. Do you think in that A's? he has gotten worse on defense? Do I think that he's gotten worse on defense? No, yes. not necessarily. But I think he was a. It's a tad bit overrated because of the system that he was in and how complimentary it was, and it made him look so much more valuable. Nothing he actually is, but he's still a very valuable player. But with so that being said, Lopez he, a fraud? he's not a fraud. <laughs> These guys just do more for me. <laughs> no, Brooke so I think Lopez, he's, he's offensively he's been fine this year, but he's he's not quite the level of shooter he was last year. He's, his field goal percentage is down, his three point percentage is down. Last time I checked, he's getting older, right? Like, I mean, C tier is fine. He's Brick Lopez. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I'm not calling him a bum. I would love to have him on my team, but I'm a Hawks fan, so I guess that don't mean shit. <laughs> I think another guy of Cat's B tier, you can't rank him above Cat. That is disgusting. You want to rank him above Cat? Donovan, you got to tap in, man. You got problems, bro. <laughs> don't, I can neither confirm cat coming out. nor deny. That's gross. Smooth and different Brooke Lopez, but very, very. You could, If you want to argue B, I'd live with that. A, like B fucking for real. Yeah, A is gross. DeMontis Sabonis, a tricky one. It's tricky for you. Me personally, I put him in B because he is a consistent hub on offense and he's made a way to affect winning basketball on a consistent basis. Now, how much winning could you do? We're not having that conversation right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I think with that being said, he should be B. Sangoon is B and DeMontis Sabonis is the same type of player, but like better offensively in almost every way. So why would he not? Why would he be in the same tier as Sangoon? Exactly. Just put him in B. He's a he's a very solid center. Does his job right. Upper echelon of the league. I think B is very fair. But Sangoon's in B. Yeah, Sangoon's in B. They're in so they're, they're better the than same, level same type of player. His numbers are better all around the board. <laughs> so people can be better than other players, but they can still be in the same tier. All right. <laughs> you think you want to wait? You want to put him in A or put Sangoon down to C? Uh, see, not now you're hating on Sangoon. I can't appreciate that. I think B solid. Last but not least, Anthony Davis. You could be A or S, depending on he's not what you're S. feeling. He's, he's not. And I want to. If you, put, this, if you put him S. in the same tier as Shed Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama, I'm gonna fucking scream. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Donovan, you got the guts. <laughs> to be go scream. Go ahead and scream. Be fucking serious. Come he's on. having the best go season ahead, of his life, bro. Not life, but Lakers tier. Guys, listen, S tier has to be reserved for the cream of the crop. He's a top 10 player in the league. He's the cream of the crop. We're talking <laughs> about top 
five-ish, top eight-ish, MVP level The centers. expectations for AD is crazy as hell. Oh, my goodness. When it comes to centers, Jokic and Embiid have won MVPs of the league. <laughs> and we're talking about putting Anthony Davis in the same tier as them. He's not there. He hasn't won the MVP. Oh, he's only averaged 27 points per game in a championship victory. Oh, my God. Oh, no. What a bum. Yeah. Has we're not won- saying he's... Guys, <laughs> go ahead. Guys, <laughs> is this first, a trophy tier list? Did I miss the memo that this is just a resume tier list? First of all, he's not the offensive creator that either one of them are, right? So that, so that's one. Two. Oh, yeah, he's he, only the best defensive player in the league, sir. He, <laughs> he is not. He is not, right? Both of those guys. If you're talking about Jokic, Jokic doesn't have to be the best defensive player of the year or of the in the league because obviously he's generational offensively. Embiid is legitimately great both ways. Anthony Davis is not that. And whenever you put him as... Oh, the, serious. He's not great on offense. Is he... N- no Joel one said Embiid he's is, as good as he's Joel is averaging 35 points per game this year. I'm not what? debating he's better than Joel. I'm saying he's not in that... He's not on that level. I'm sorry. I didn't think that it would be crazy to think that the number two option and also great defensively isn't as great as the number one option, MVP of the league, 35 points per game, and a guy that you call top five offensive players ever. That's that's <laughs> that's crazy. That you can be in the same tier that's and crazy. be worse. Yes. That's crazy. You're we are AD. comparing him to centers like Jokic, Joel Embiid, and then in B tier, Victor Wembanyama, Rudy Gobert, and Bam. He is levels ahead of Victor, Bam, Rudy. We're he's comparing him to, to the holistically. He's exactly. worse than those two guys. I'm not saying he's in their level. They're they're clearly the best of the S tier. Boom, boom, right, right, literally right there. You saying he's not on their level? We're doing freaking tiers, and you just said he's not on their level. <laughs> That's what we're doing. You just doing. told me what I said. That's that what we're that doing. Is we're as putting, good as, we are as putting that. people. You said they putting can people be in the same this tiers. Is cinema. We're putting people in levels, and you just said he's not on their level. Why would we put him in S tier? Why Do you remember anything that? you said in the past 10 minutes? You just told me that you can be better than somebody or be in the same tier. Did you not? I said that, and I don't think that he's in the same tier. That's not that's not but what you think he's in the same tier about. as Victor Wembanyama? He's he's at the top of that tier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. These guys are winning MVPs, being number one options. Anthony Davis can't score 30 points back-to-back in the playoff series, man. What a lazy first-thing-ass talking point. Oh, my God. He goes up against Jokic. He goes up against Jokic. Not even a a defender. That's not... Man has Aaron Gordon clamping him up to 12 in the conference finals, bro. Like, come on. It's just... It's very clear. Jokic Jokic has shown everybody that there's levels to this. And listen... Because of Embiid's massive regular season success, that's why he's also in here and he's been able to survive playoff success. Anthony Davis is not in the same tier as those But two. listen, can I say something? You said Jokic has shown everyone that there's levels to this. Embiid has shown everyone that there's levels to this when it comes to the regular season. Anthony Davis has done a combination of both of those things. He's shown that there's a level to this defensively throughout any season, any time of the year. And he's translated before in the playoffs multiple times. He's done that consistently. So that's why he's above all else. And he deserves to be in this group of players alone. You're the deciding factor, Mo. You're the swing. You're the the tiebreaker. Where are we going? 
S. It's for sure. S. You're a bastard. Thank God. You're a bastard. <laughs> you're, you're, you're actually ridiculous. You're actually There's two ridiculous. rookies in A tier. AD can't be in the same class. Oh, oh my, my, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You and, for, and for a guy, and for a guy who's always like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to give people their credit so early. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that those two guys are already fantastic enough that we can give them their credit and put them in A. And for Mo, please stop siding with Isaac every single tier list. My God, <laughs> come over to my side. No. Like, please, one time. Oh, one oh, time. No, I, 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 I agree with you, but off the bat, you're you clearly don't. You clearly wrong. don't agree with me. Because you're wrong. Like That's 10. it. <laughs> you're going to be like 11. And you didn't have Chet, your top 30. To put them in the same <laughs> tier is hysterical. It's, it's just, not, it's just it's not, not why. I think deserved. it's just a personal vendetta against AD and the <laughs> idea of what everyone wants him to be versus 100%. not wanting to see and putting the blinders Y'all on. Y'all sat up here and he told does. me to my face. And this is why, bro, after, after the camera stopped rolling, right? Y'all actually have, have me heated on here. After the camera stopped rolling and both of you guys were like, oh my God, you're you're hating on Embiid. Embiid is top three. He's top four. And what did I, Mo, as soon as the camera's ended, what did I look at you and tell, and tell you? I looked, so you straight in, shit, I looked straight in your eyes. I told you, you don't believe that. You don't believe that at all. And now I'm telling you the same thing. You're talking about two guys who are top three in the world. And then now we want to put everybody else. You don't, you didn't believe it then with Embiid. You don't believe it now with AD. I'm so sick of this, bro. It's just oh because you God. understand the difference that there can be a variety of tiers within tiers. You understand that every other time, but as soon as we get to S tier, you're like, nope, it can only be MVPs. Like, you just made that up. One and three in the world is not like the cream of the crop, the top air of, of whatever. Like, if that's what you guys are looking at and beat at, we should hold Anthony Davis to that type of standard and it's not there. No, there's a far bigger. Okay, bro. What's the what's the next what's the next TikTok? What's the, what's the next smaller TikTok? gap what's, what's the, between what's eleven the next and like thirty five? What's the next TikTok, bro? What's the next? TikTok? <laughs> you just You're can't put a, AD and A tier whatsoever. That's just what's disgusting. The, what's you the, can't do what's that. The, disgusting is an overstatement. Nikhil, what's the next TikTok, please? He's <laughs> <laughs> best. <laughs> yeah, Y'all didn't believe that. Y'all didn't believe that, man. <laughs> it's just it's yeah, I did not believe that. Three is closer to eleven than eleven to thirty. It's that simple. I don't want to hear no yeah. one be the math is math. praise for the next four months. Y'all just be yapping when it comes to him, bro. Oh, what does so, he gotta do with anything? I'm so heated right now. I'm I'm so heated right now. Like my, my heart rate is actually going up, bro. <laughs> oh, because of AD. I'm, actually, I'm for real upset, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I can't God. fucking breathe. <laughs> this is oh man. The math oh, is just simply mathing, bro. Is this that, is the best argument in T3 history. <laughs> oh my gosh. <gasps> I respect it though. You 10 toes. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of people like that, Donovan. You're a 101. <laughs> I can't control myself. <laughs> All right. The next thing we're going to do, <laughs> where do we go from here? <laughs> the next thing we're going <laughs> we're gonna to talk about some young players and talk about whether we think they're going to be stars, role players, or busts by the time their career comes to a conclusion. So it'll be like first, second, and third year players. You guys got to predict what their careers and outcomes going to be. Star, role player, or bust. First off, Scoot Henderson. He's still going to be a star. 
like listen people have bad rookie years all the time i i'm still moved by his preseason you know off-season pre-draft all any highlight tape that you can pull up of school henderson i am moved by it he still has star potential 100 percent We've seen so many players have super trash rookie seasons, especially point guards. One of the hardest positions to learn. He's going to be a star, maybe not a high level star, maybe not MVP star, but he could be an all star caliber player for sure. Exactly. Maybe we have to recalibrate and not think he's going to be like one of the best point guards alive, but all star is very much within grasp, though. I'm going star. Exactly. W. Next up, Brandon Miller. Hmm. I think I'm for sure fire star for sure. He has met expectations, even maybe even exceeded him to, uh, maybe even exceeded him a little bit too. Everyone thought he was gonna yeah. be ass. Yeah, there's no world where I'm gonna say he's gonna be a bust. That's out the window. At minimum, he's gonna be a high level role player. But I think he can make a star leap too. I think we see the we see the handle from someone that size. We see the shooting ability already. He can grow into that frame and become a really good rim finisher eventually. I think he's gonna be an all star. Yeah, I think. I, I think I think All Star is best case is yeah I think All Star is best case scenario. I'm very curious to see how how he plays like long term w- whenever Lamelo comes back. But he was eating and he's been eating all year long. So I I still have a lot of faith in him though. Yeah, and you can project him fitting alongside Lamelo perfectly and having them actually complement each other. Easy star. Exactly. The opportunity is there. All right, let's get negative. Jalen Green. I think right now when the I guy. look at Jalen Green, I see the next Fashion Nova model. I see the next <laughs> Lululemon model for the men's apparel. Uh, but star in the NBA? Nah, buddy. <laughs> you said you look at him and you see skims? That's crazy. <laughs> no, not skims. Relax. That's reserved for the best of the best. And Jalen Green ain't even at that conversation. Yeah, no. Star is out of this words? question. Right now he's looking like bust. I have faith that he'll become something better than that. And he can at least be a good role player. But I don't know how you could possibly think he's still going to be a star. Yeah. Listen, star, stars out the window. Can he be an athletic Jordan Clarkson? Maybe. Yeah. That's Maybe. what you got to do. You got to tap into, into your psyche. Can he be a star in his role like Jordan Clarkson? <laughs> For sure he could do that, bro. Just but at some point, he has to become a good... It's not going to happen unless his three-point shot comes around at least a little bit. And so far, we haven't seen it for any stretch of his career, really. Yeah. Damn, you're hating it's for sad, it. bro. He's on bus watch. I'm not going to lie. He was over here arguing. <laughs> he was over here creating fake beef between him and Cade back when they got drafted, bro. Who should have been number one? Lame. Yeah, no, Cade cleared that conversation months ago. It should have yeah. been me. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Jaime Hawkes. Oh, never mind. Order change. That's that not Jaime. <laughs> that's not Jaime Hawkes. Jaime got fucking dark fucking as fuck. Damn, Juan, that's you? <laughs> Damn. Next up, Amen Thompson. He still has star written all over him. He, yeah, hundred percent. The way the way he the way he moves, and just the fact that his brother is good, I still have faith in him. He's fantastic. <laughs> Listen, yeah. he hasn't been able to show it because the team's winning. He's not playing big minutes. He got hurt to start the year. It's fine. Year two, year three, you're gonna start to see a bloom. The athleticism is gonna be ridiculous. The passing ridiculous. Defense ridiculous. This guy's gonna be a top thirty player in the league. The second that he can get that shot together, he's gonna be pushing top twenty in the league once he gets the opportunity. Oof, listen, you might fuck around top 15. I, there's, there's no ceiling I'm not going to be okay with. <laughs> <laughs> if he put that shit on and appears on league fits, might be top 10 for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> MVP is within reach. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Jaime Jaquez. 
I mean, mm. he's already just off of us. that nickname alone. He's gonna be an all star, buddy. Sorry, Juan <laughs> Wick lose me. <laughs> yes, I love Juan Wick. He's gonna be in the all star game if he can win that Mexican athlete Hall of Fame. I'll probably still go role player though. I don't know if he has a high tier to be like an all star, but he's gonna be a good player for a long time. Yeah, he came. He came into the league. He's already for a prospect. He's already kind of old. He might be, you know, a little bit closer to a ceiling. But listen, down in Miami, they have him working, so he might, he might have the workload that turns him into a star. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. In the playoffs, he's for sure gonna be a star. He's gonna kill some <laughs> teams' hopes and dreams. So put him in the All Star category. He'll be more of <laughs> a star than Tyler Hero. Damn. I think he'll be, I think he'll be like the most loved role player in the league for like a decade. I <laughs> think he's gonna the PRs gonna be off the charts, but probably still a role player. Yeah, Thanks. I agree. <laughs> he's gonna be a fan favorite forever. All right, next be up, the fan there. Keegan Murray. He's gonna oh, get this, to be a great this, role player. This is the most guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, not my guy, but he's gonna <laughs> definitely not my guy. But he is gonna be a great role player. Someone that a lot of teams <laughs> are gonna be fiending for. I don't know. I, I think he's teetering. I think you, he could go either way. If he becomes an all-star, I won't be shocked. If it never materializes and he's just like a great 3 and D with guy with chops. Ugh. If it never materializes and he's just a great defender who can do some self-creation with the ball in his hands and be a role player, I wouldn't be shocked. Eh. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I just don't see the offensive production enough for him to be a star. Could be, though. It's hard when, to, when you're playing next to Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox who take all the usage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's also hard when your coach is just telling you take as many threes as possible. You are getting pigeonholed <laughs> into a role quickly. True. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he should do as a young player, but can he exceed that as he gets older? I think so. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> Division amongst us. <laughs> Last up, Cam Thompson. I mean, Cam Thomas. Hey, this man, picture role player. is not bad, not good at all, man. <laughs> Why this picture? Just off of this picture alone, yeah, he's going to be a role player. He's averaging <laughs> yeah. 20 points per game right now. He was averaging like 26, 27 at the start of the season. He's going to be a fine six man one day. Yeah, not that Lin Sanity run to start the season has concluded. He got hurt, came back, wasn't able to rekindle that magic. He's been falling out of the rotation more and more. He's back to like 20 minutes a game. It's just hard when you don't contribute anything passing wise, not much defensively. You're just strictly a bucket. It's tough in this modern NBA. Listen, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. You talked about about Jaime Hawkins being the league's, you know, most uh, people's favorite role player. That's going to be Cam Thomas in a couple of years when he goes to whatever team is next and he just keeps dropping twenty with no assist, no rebounds, no steals, just straight buckets. People are going to love him. He, <laughs> by the time he's like thirty five and out of the league, he's going to be possibly the greatest Euro League player or player in China. <laughs> oh, easily. He's going to be eating like 40 every night. Killing it. Yeah. Facts. He's going to be in that. He's going to be in that upper echelon, bro. Shout out Mike yep. James. <laughs> That's great. Mike James. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next thing we're going to do, we're going to talk about some jerseys. You know, it's a TD3 staple, something we haven't done in like a month or so. And Damn. this time we're going to grade some old school jerseys. Straight throwbacks. Lit. Jerseys <laughs> <in> the bag. <laughs> so, real simple. I'm gonna show you some classic NBA jerseys. You grade them on the on the letter grade. Okay. Letter grade. Okay. There we go. First up, we got the Nets blue jerseys. I normally don't like gradient. <laughs> these are hard though. These are these, these are, are so fire. Tough. These are these are an A plus. I love these Ooh, jerseys. Okay. Ah. 
I wanted this to be. Yeah, I agree. This had the potential to be so bad, but the red on the nets and also that that design with the with that design that the the font of the net logo actually looks fucking fantastic. I don't know why I stole it so hard, but it looks sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. They were definitely the flirting with fire using this gradient. It could have been real shit, but the red and white contrast works so perfectly. It's got to be an A. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an A. All right, next up, the Supersonics. Why are y'all doing my man Patrick Ewing like this, man? <laughs> they have better players for this franchise. He looks washed, man. This is terrible. He's washed. These jerseys are not. These jerseys are beautiful. These are like also an A plus. Staples in the frat community. Listen, they go. They they span generations. These are A plus. I've seen hello white boys wearing this and their and their their hoodies underneath it. This is a. I'll give it a B. Yeah. Wait, a B? Wow. I'll go A because anytime, bro. This is this is a great jersey. The basketball swooshing around the sea. I fucking love this shit, bro. No, it's good. I'm just I'm just leaving some separation between this and the best jerseys of all time. This is one of the best to me. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I like it too. <laughs> the color scheme is real good. I love some good warm colors. It's Christmassy. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay. All right, next up. The Cleveland Cavaliers black and blue whatever the fuck this is. I kind of cool. think this is cool. It's not terrible. It's not bad. Yeah, it's but- a- it's all right, I guess. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. average. I th- I say if what, I was like a, a B, B plus. Yeah, B oh, is solid. B, B plus is generous. No, it's not at best. Nah, really? Nah, you you tri- you're, you're actually tripping on that. These are good jerseys. You I know guess. who I envision wearing these jersey these jerseys? Sonic the Hedgehog. He would rock the fuck out of this. <laughs> but other than that, I can't imagine anyone else really walking this jersey outside of their outside of like. NBA players. If you're wearing this and you're not in the league or you never, you weren't even a part of that time, questions will be asked. This looks like the jerseys you make in 2K and you make your own pro-am team and you just make it off of like the 2K assets. This looks like like fake. I mean, I don't know, listen, I don't know about you. I've been making fire jerseys in 2K. So <laughs> I, that's why I like this. <laughs> All right, this bad. is good. <laughs> I'm going to put that. Yeah, I'm going to put it This in is my style. I've made this jersey. Okay, I didn't know you were Virgil. My bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> plus, fuck it. RP. Salute to you. All right, next up. The Utah Jazz. It's ah. the Jazz. Supreme Mountains. I'm not going to lie. This is not bad. And I really want to say this is trash, but it's not. This is like a solid. <laughs> You're dying suit. to hate on it. <laughs> I'm dying to hate, but I can't find a way to do it because the logo is solid. The big twelve on there is placed perfectly. This is a, this is a solid C. I'll say I'll say C as well. The logo saves it. Outside outside of that, like the colors are are the colors are fine, but something about yeah, it, it just doesn't click. A little bit too much colors. Like the, the three colored stripes on the collar and the shorts is a bit much. I think you could do to lose one of those. But other than that, it's it's fine. I think C's fair. I don't like ones. the color of the actual jerseys though. That bitch is either purple or navy, and it's ass either way navy purple <laughs> yeah it's ass nice plum. <laughs> yeah all right cool C's, C's cool next up yeah we got the philadelphia 76ers very rare jersey you don't see very often i've never seen this jersey before yeah really? they wore it for like two years really this is an underrated sixers jersey but at the same time this looks like something that you would find thrown away at the thrift store so yeah, damn. it's unique, but it's also kind of shit. 
it's yeah. cool, but also kind of giving Dick Sporting Goods like those fake jerseys where they have like the pink ones for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Facts. Damn. Facts. Yeah, I. This is a C at best, probably a D though. Oh, D. Really? A D? It kind of just looks like somebody had like an array of stickers and just placing them all over the place. There's just so much going on. Yeah, man. That font just reminds me of a car commercial. This is. <laughs> yeah, I can, well, I y'all can, can go to like, hell. No, this like, is an A to me, man. This is creativity. Like it looks like the branding on like a drink where they just have all kinds of shit all over it on the logo. That's how I <laughs> True. Gross. True. Yeah, let's go D. <laughs> Star, go to hell. A, this is a, an A. It's a Stars and Stripes, like the off-brand Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where, like the <laughs> the grape drink you see at dollar store. This, this. <laughs> oh <laughs> god. <yellow. laughs> yeah. The grape drink. No, dollar too, General so Get it out of here, D tier. Doctor Fizz. Doctor Fizz. Ew. We don't rock with sleeve jerseys. F the Golden F, State Warriors. F. F F F. This is terrible. I don't want to see trojan. sleeves on a basketball jersey. Except for like two all time. This is not one of those cases. And the shorts make it why worse. Are the sh- why are the shorts pinstripes? What the <laughs> fuck are they cooking? For no this reason. looks like a prisoner's league, to be honest <laughs> with you. This, they are bored as hell. Draw lines in between that bitch. Put a crate, a milk crate on the door hinge, and they are just straight hooping. If that you're wearing this, basketball team, cool. they gave them the shorts from 1998, and then the pet, the top from 2010. They have mix and match because they don't have the, the money to give JV their own jerseys. This is horrible. It's all <laughs> F. We we all agree on F. This yeah, is an easy F. I don't know who was cooking in this shit. Perfect. Not freshman B team vibes. I don't know. They stole them shorts from the goddamn Pacers. This is an F. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. The Atlanta Hawks. This is nothing too crazy. This is very bland. Ass. I Not ass. I would just say it's like mid. It's It doesn't jump out to you at all. This is very boring, bro. Man, 2010's aesthetics are some of the worst jerseys you've ever seen in sports. And this is the pinnacle of that. It's so boring, so angular, trying to be modern looking. It's aging worse. But it's not ass. It's not ass. It's though. not bad. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not good. It's just mid. It's just bland 2010s bullshit. So the, yeah, this this is a solid C. Could have done way better with I'll this. Go Our logo is well. too great at this time for this to be just the jersey, bro. Yeah, it's just boring. I think it's lazy. I'm I'm going D personally. Yeah, I hate this, this whole like, era of jerseys. It's aging terribly. Nah, I disagree. Yeah, this looks like a or uh, organized sports league for a ten year olds jersey, bro. Like that's not a, that's a not a glowing endorsement. Like that doesn't sound good. <laughs> It's not bad though. I'll rock the fuck out of this. I did indeed rock the fuck out of this. That's my <laughs> truth. That's why to see. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> All right, next up. <laughs> the New Jersey Nets. Woo! This, this is, is an S tier. Oh, this, this is, is a, a plus plus plus. This is one of the yeah. best throwback jerseys of all time. The way the stars and the stripe go together now, it's aging perfectly. The ore in this photo is outrageous too, by the way. Nah, man, he got that. <laughs> he, he got it on. He got it he on. He got this shit on. Yeah, <laughs> the gold crazy. chain afro. Yeah. With the short yeah. shorts, this is fucking aura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking yeah. clean. Yeah, I'll rock this shit with pride, bro. This is a. I buy this, this shit in a, 2K every year for my, my player. You buy it in 2K? I buy this in real life. What do you mean? There's levels <laughs> in this every shit. Every year? Give me this jersey. <laughs> All right, rich man. I need All right, rich guy. <laughs> this is an A. Plus. <laughs> so I don't know how much you Jack's in for you. My bad. Yeah. This man's buying $300 jerseys. <laughs> All right, some of us don't live the same. All right, I see that. I know. Nah, three hundred is crazy. I'm taking myself straight to Thames, bro. Team <laughs> <laughs> man, this, 
<laughs> going straight to TV. Man, it's China on the phone. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm going to DH Gate immediately for this after this pod. <laughs> easy, easy A plus. Yeah. And next up, the Showtime era Lakers jersey. This is one of the best jerseys of all time. One of the most classic jerseys we've ever yep. seen. A plus, fantastic. Yep. The bright gold with the drop shadow on the numbers. It's perfect. So it's like a C to me. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll just stay in my corner. <laughs> yeah, this is a, I'm fucking around. This Boo! is a. <laughs> this is a solid A, bro. Can't get can't get more classic than this right here. Facts. You think about the history of the NBA. This is the jersey you imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Peak magic. <laughs> All right. Next up, the Sacramento Kings 2010 jersey. Before anyone says anything, this was actually a great jersey. One of the best for Great. that time period, too. Yeah, for that time period. Yes. I you love purple. I agree with you, though. This is a good jersey. It's not It's, it's not fine. one of the best. I'm not going to give it an A, but this is a B jersey. Sure. B exactly. plus. I would have went C, but I can respect B. I, I don't think it's anything great, but sign of the times. It's angular. It's too modern. Looks kind of uh, now. But for that for that period of time, it was good. I feel like if I wore that jersey with the combination of the shorts, if I hit my chest really hard, I'm going to transform into a Power Ranger, bro. And no <laughs> one can stop me. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> Those stripes, that Power black. Vibes. Yeah, exactly. It's morphin' yeah. time, ugly ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. Yeah. Really? Next I'm going to go B. Yeah, hey. nah. All right, that's the last one. Yeah. I think those are some pretty interesting jerseys. I don't know how you could think this is a great jersey, but it's all right. We both said that it was just good. It's it's a solid the Mo's like this is one of the best jerseys. <laughs> yeah, this is a great jersey. Y'all are tripping. Mo this loves purple, bro. It's crazy. Listen, I do love purple, but this is actually good. <laughs> I was about to say I don't, but I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> you you cannot be the allegations. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got two more videos before we get out of here. Next one. Listen, the topic of the first half of the show was about teams that have a lot to prove. We're going to talk about players that have a lot to prove now. Because, listen, a lot of guys are on fraud watch come playoff time. And we have very different conversations than we have in the regular season. So right now we're going to talk about guys that projecting forward, which one has more to prove in this coming postseason? Or really just the rest of this year. Crown eaters are yelling, feed me more. Feed me more. <laughs> Relax, man. Listen, we got they you. want the hot takes. Now they're going to get them. Exactly. Let's do Real it. Real simple. Which NBA player has more to prove this year? First off, Zion Williamson or Trey Young? I think it Ooh. has to be Zion. I think Trey Young, he is who he is. We know what his strengths are. We know what his weaknesses are. Zion, people are still talking about him straight off of potential. Let us know what you're about, Zion. Are you for real about this yeah. or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The biggest talking point with Zion right now is his weight because he has to prove that he's serious and cares about his craft. And that's not an allegation that Trey Young has to face. Yeah, I think expectations alone already leans towards Zion's way. He's supposed to be one of the 10 to 15 best players in the NBA, and he's not. So that's already like going against him. Yeah, he he, he has to lock in simple and plain. He's probably has the most sweet. He probably has the most approval of almost any player in the league right now. Easily, bro. All right, next up. Luka Doncic or Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid. <laughs> I think Joel Embiid might have the most approved in the league, to be honest yeah, with you. Probably. I don't know if you say that. Yeah. yeah. We Nobody has fraud allegations quite like Joel Embiid right now. 
Yeah, exactly. No, we've seen him flop on a consistent basis. He's on his third era of his team right now. If he doesn't win it, win it this year, when I say win it, get passed by the second round. It's over. <laughs> he Listen, is big very close, up. dangerous. Exactly. He's very dangerously close to getting big Harden allegations for the rest of his career. Facts. Exactly. Facts. He's gonna be looked at as the this generation's T Mac. Oh, Jesus! It's the better Ooh. version. Of course, but I mean, he has that top <laughs> label on him. <laughs> and Luca's just stamp. Everyone's gonna love Luca no matter what he does. <laughs> he's just not he gonna be hated on everyone. <laughs> yeah, he can never do wrong in my eyes. Facts. <laughs> you seen him laugh before? Makes me smile. <laughs> We're having very different interpretations of what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> John Morant or Shea Gilgis Alexander? It's probably what is it? It's probably Ja. Just because he came back for nine games after all the after all the incidents happened, he's out for the year. We're gonna need to see Ja come back so that everybody can know. Hey, he's still an elite, elite player in this league. Yeah, we ah. should probably skip this one. I made this last week and I forgot to change it when Ja got hurt. So this is no longer you can't really talk about it anymore. Pain. It is my bad. It is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one. Nikola Jokic or Giannis? It's Giannis. Ooh. Giannis, he got he got a top 75 running mate with him in Damian Lillard. Everybody thought they were going to be the best duo in the league. Win a championship. Jokic just proved that he's Teflon last year. So he's good. Yeah. And Giannis got bounced in the first round. It wasn't his fault, but he, he didn't overcome the obstacles. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's nothing that anyone else can ask for Nikola Jokic. We've seen him improve his defense. Uh We've seen him be the best player in the entire world and on a consistent basis over the last few seasons. There's nothing that you can ask more out of him, bro. As for Giannis, we just want to see him do it again. Yeah. Honestly, they're both kind of Teflon as the best two players in the league. Top 20 players of all time. But, you know, somebody has to win. It's going to be Giannis. Exactly. Next up, Devin Booker or Anthony Edwards? Ooh. This is I tough. think this is interesting. We might have to lean. It's not tough. I think it's Anthony Edwards. Can he triumph and be over the top of the terrible offense that the Minnesota Timberwolves will, of course, have during the playoffs? I don't know. Is he that good? He was crowned as the next guy for the NBA. The yeah. face of the NBA. We yeah, talking exactly. about him right here. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. People want him to be the next it guy in the league, be the next face after LeBron. Nobody has those expectations of Devin Booker at this point. Ant has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree. And like, as much as everybody likes to praise Booker, we don't think of him having the same ceiling that Anthony Edwards can potentially have. And if he, if Ant is going to start making that ascend up the ranks, he needs to do it this year. Yeah, his PR is off the charts right now. He has to maintain that. Send a video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Kevin Durant. Or Anthony Davis. I know what Donovan's going to say. I don't even want to do this one. <laughs> I, 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 I'm actually I, upset. <laughs> all, all I guess it no, depends on your expectations, bro. It's probably, Listen, it's probably Kevin Durant, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll lean that way. AD is probably the too. most hated on player in the league. But Kevin Durant has expectations of being a top 15 player of all time. And he hasn't been able to get it done outside of Golden State. He's getting older, but those allegations are continuing to mount, and he's going to look like a Steph Curry merchant if he keeps failing in the playoffs. 
Listen, we witnessed Steph Curry be at the top of the world fighting win that finals MVP and win a championship alone. Dolo didn't need no help from nobody. We seen KD leave and get that ass bounced by the Celtics, bounced by the Milwaukee Bucks, asked for a trade for the, for the, from the Brooklyn Nets, and now he's on a struggling Phoenix team. Weight on the world, bro. The weight of the world yep. is on his shoulders. I agree. It has, <laughs> has to be KD. It just has to be KD. Yep. Yeah. He just has higher expectations. I agree. Ew, and that's the end of the segment. <laughs> Producer Nikhil just put on his Golden State Warriors jersey, and this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> three, four. Okay, honestly, how many is it we take talk to do? One, two, three, four, five, six. I think we ended there. I don't feel like doing the last one we had written down. It's been a long <laughs> episode. We got a lot of good TikToks written in us. I think that's the end of the episode. What should they comment down below? Oh, hmm. Should be some related to Donovan and AD. <laughs> <laughs> comment, uh, comment, LOL, he's mad. <laughs> Let's get that in the comments. LOL, Let's he's mad. <laughs> oh, he's we'll mad. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all.